Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Happy Thursday. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, visit geico.com. Well, we have a couple of huge games we're keeping track of right now. In Houston, Rockets on top of the Lakers, 82-81. to But more importantly, Thursday night football. It's the, the Chiefs. Thursday night football game of the year. Leading the Chargers, 14-7. Chiefs get on the board, two Steve Bono touchdowns, Carlos Carson on the receiving end of one. Yeah, he's had himself a game. I tell you what, you know, he's he's a guy, you know, people don't talk about Carlos Carson. but no, you know, they don't. He was recommended early today to play fantasy. Carlos Carson having a big day. Christian Okoye, uh, a short touchdown catch for the Chiefs. Meanwhile, for the Chargers, Gary Anderson, uh, a short little touchdown run scamper in. He's having a big night, as is Wes Chandler. For the Chargers, 
this is one of those games where, look, you just play all your stars because, look, Fouts is throwing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All eras mixed together. This is like a video game gone to hell. Oh, this is. John Jefferson, I think he's up to six catches now. PPR League, he's doing well. Charlie Joyner action. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Joyner, slow start in the first half, but he did have that big – 18-yard catch right in the middle of Jack Murphy Stadium a few minutes ago. So Yeah, and Kellen Winslow is yelling way. at somebody. Yeah, so, Ke- yeah Kellen good. Winslow really is disappointed so far. Uh, but the Chiefs are actually in the end zone again. Short touchdown run. Herman Hurd has a- scored for the Chiefs to make it 20-7. to Extra point pending Stenerud coming on the field for the Chiefs. Uh, hopefully you played Stenerud tonight. Well, you got to play your legends. Yeah. Right? I mean, you got to dance with who brought you. Play all of them. Yeah. You got to dance with who brought you. All those people that gave you those memories as a kid, they're alive and well and playing tonight. Uh, and Damian Williams, for you fantasy owners, uh, there's your your savior. Uh, you're, you're breaking the illusion. I now. have to. You're breaking the illusion. Why I can't make fun of them for four why, hours. Why you're breaking the illusion. But you broke the illusion like a minute and a half in. We gotta see. People that's don't. Thing. People that might not know what the hell that's you're talking the, about. Gonna, I don't know that it's, guy. It's a long tease. I played William. This is like a Sorkin show. Like we give you a little bit and then we you jump right into. No, you. it's we, good. Then we kind of give you the slow reveal over the course of the movie. Is oh, this is what's yeah. Going but if we on. do a slow reveal this over how four we hours, there. we got problems. Well, Social Network was almost four hours at work. Never saw it. This is our time. I this is no our desire time. to see it. Sorry, really? Zero. Social Network was really good. Actually. I lived it. Okay, it was good. <laughs> I was in. You were, not, you, I was, you were I was not at the Yahoo inventor of Facebook. No, but I was at, at Yahoo at the time this where there was all Facebook, this. Though. I get that. This is not about Yahoo. Jackass. It's about it's Facebook. It's the idea of that kind of culture, that kind of fervor, whatever. I didn't need to see it. I knew enough people that were in the middle of the belly of the beast. You knew Mark Zuckerberg? No. You didn't know him? Did you know the Winklevi twins? Never heard of him. No? What about Eduardo Saverin? Did you know him? Eduardo? Yeah. Yeah. You A did? lot of guys named Eduardo running around. Oh, but not Saverin. Not, not, not the guy that uh, Spider-Man played. Not him. Yeah, you never know. Okay. I thought I heard someone say some spider. No, that's spider. the difference. <laughs> no, I, I thought you said that you are right, Spider. Twitter at how about a fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon. Yes, it is twenty-one-seven. Chiefs have the lead over the Chargers. Damian Williams up the middle for a two-yard touchdown run, giving the Chiefs the lead. So far, it's been a big night for Patrick Mahomes. He's up near one hundred and eighty yards passing with a couple of touchdowns. Phillip Rivers having a good night despite the fact he's thrown a couple of picks. He's been without Keenan Allen for a lot of this game, who left with a hip injury earlier in this one. But really, this game right now, 21-7, and the biggest play of this game, end of the first half, the Chargers are going in for either a score that's going to tie the game or at least bring them to 14-10. Phillip Rivers throws a bad pass that's picked off in the back of the end zone. So instead of points for the Chargers, the Chiefs stave off. They get the points here. So now it's a two-touchdown lead when it could be a one-score game. That, to me, is the biggest play of the game so yeah, far. Yeah, he just threw it up for grabs, uh, looking for Ty- Tyrell Williams. But, you know, the interception stood. Long review because, well, as you come down, it's like, did you get the whole cheek in before you rolled over? Or exactly how did this come to, to fruition? Since it was called an interception on the field, call stood. Uh, and away you go. Uh, Rivers, a couple of times in the first half, had players deep, both Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, where you had opportunities. Grossly underthrew yeah. them. One, yeah. they got a, a, a completion out of it. Another one was the other pick. I mean, you, you just, I don't know if there's a 35-mile-an-hour wind that suddenly shows up 
<laughs> or if he's just oh, woefully, I just threw that right grossly, when the wind came. That underthrowing receivers. Like, wow, that's awful. <laughs> and then you watch Patrick Mahomes just winging around like there's Well, nothing. Patrick Mahomes' lefty has a better arm than Phillip Rivers' righty. There, there is something to be said there. But Phillip yeah, Rivers is, is like real estate. Location, time, location, location. Uh, so that's where we sit right now. Chiefs on top of the Chargers, 21-7. Uh, this one uh, would just about do it all for the Chiefs over the Chargers in the AFC West. They will have swept the series, and they would be at 12-2 and uh, with four games left to go. Or, or, sorry, they'd be at 12-2 and with two games left to go in the regular season. That would do it. The Chiefs would be champions. But still a lot of time left here. You watch the Chargers jump out last week to a bad deficit and come back to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll keep you updated on this. Certainly, uh, it's got a playoff atmosphere about the game. It's been a pretty big game and pretty fun game so far. But why did we open up the show talking about all these former legends from the Chargers and the Chiefs who are potentially having big games tonight? Because we're old and yeah, we wanted to show that. off our knowledge. Maybe, maybe of, that's why this of, story. Uh, some nondescript teams from yesteryear. You know, maybe that's why this story resonates so much because it allows us to bring up players who played years ago because that's the general next invention of when you hear the story you go oh okay now i can bring up people who played five years ago yeah 15 years ago like if i wanted to say recommend a fantasy kicker for tonight would i say lawrence tines or would i say jan stenerud like how far back i could go as far back as i want to and that's the best thing is just remembering guys who played in the league you know 5 10 15 25 years ago that's the best thing to do. Not not bad. Just let's do it uh, every break. We go back five more years in time. That's right. <laughs> I like that. Pretty soon we'll be at the uh, Hank Stram Chiefs. It's funny because I was just going to say Hank Stram. <laughs> get that 65. Mind meld right there, buddy. 65 toss power trap. Let's get that soon. So why are we doing this? Well, this is because the biggest sports story today has to do with what happened on ESPN earlier in the day. On first take, Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman were previewing Tonight's game between the Chargers and the Chiefs. It's a very simple thing. They're previewing the game, talking about the players who are going to have an impact, who they like and don't like, and this is what was said. If I could understand Phil Jackson's emojis, (laughs) I could tell you where the Knicks are headed, but I can't, so I can't tell you this. I admit it's going to be a workout tonight. No, no, it's not. My Jason A. Smith is going to get a workout tonight. It's going to be tough. You'll love it because I no. won't be able to talk by the end of the night, and tomorrow it'll be the Mike Harmon show. So you could talk no, about Northwestern, no, no, so now, and the White Sox. No, no, and now, else. now you're plotting no to voice. say a voice that has got nothing to do with what we're doing, and so you can get a day off. What, is, what, the, what the hell are you talking about? What kind of jump are you making? And when do you? When are you so anti the Mike Harmon show? Well, I'm all about the Mike Harmon yeah, show. Exactly. I just could do without the ringing in my ears no, that come as a result is, no. of what you're now. Get a perpetrate on me. Listen, let me just give you and one all of America piece of advice before we get into this. Stay, stay off the weed. Stay off the weed. Duh. Duh. Earlier today, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith previewing the Chargers and the Chiefs. Listen for some very key names he expects to have big games tonight. I'm going to have some faith in, in Spencer Way and thinking that, you know, he can do some things. I'm keeping my eyes on this matchup right here. Spencer you got Ware's your linebacker. out. I'm sorry? Spencer Ware is out. 
Oh, yes, 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 I forgot. I'm sorry, Max. I'm sorry. Foot. Yeah. That, absolutely. He is out. But I'm thinking Tyreek Hill. I'm yeah. thinking Patrick Mahomes. I'm also looking at the San Diego Chargers on offense, and I'm thinking about Hunter Henry and the way that he's played this year and as effective as he's been. He's going up against Derrick Johnson, and I got to keep my eyes on that. Okay. I think okay. he misremembered. Okay, first things first. First things first. First things first. Los Angeles Chargers, but that's okay. No, but that's but that's, that's okay. funny thing because okay. nobody picked up on no, that. No, but that's okay. <laughs> you know that happens. People say that. That's not. No, no. And it still happens in most telecasts. San Diego, three or four times. It happens. Uh, Spencer Ware. Yeah. Okay. I can I can see where. Late addition. I'm change, not sure. Yeah. Is he in? Is he out? Am I sure that he's playing? I mean, that's something very easy that you ask a producer if you really care about what you're doing. You say, Hey, is Spencer Ware in or out? No, he's out tonight. All right, great. Yeah, I'm going to go in a different direction. But then he mentioned the year Hunter Henry is having. The year Hunter Henry is having for the Chargers. Hunter Henry has not played this season. No. Torn ACL in practice very early in the offseason. He has not played at all. Has not played one down. Not one down. He might be on the comeback trail. If he, got, he ain't there, he is. Now, if he got activated tonight, I'd have just walked away and said, I can't even do this for a living anymore. But it didn't happen. That would have been one Hunter of the greatest Henry, predictions ever made. Hunter Henry has not played all season long. Derek Johnson is not even in the league. No. Not in the league. He's a free agent. Yeah. So maybe they could be going up against each other. Are they fighting on the side and, of the road? Maybe they're training somewhere together, want to get back in the you know, ready Sparring. Back, you know, but they're down at the power plant working on some WWE moves. That, that is I just, don't get it. That is just insane. At the I, San Diego Chargers. San Diego Superchargers. I mean, this is everywhere. This is everywhere. And you know, look, I, am I, I'm, I'm not someone that always wants to go, okay, look at what so-and-so said, what so-and-so did. But the news is the news. And when, you know, sports talk radio, a lot of times, hey, we're a read and react business, right? Something big happens, you want to know what we think about it. Many times it's, hey, I have a thought on something big and we push that forward. Or you have, you know, but many times we're a read and react. The news is the news, right? And you react to what is in the news. When Jamel Hill was in the news, we talked about Jamel Hill, right? When, when other people are in the news, they're the news. This is the news today. And for a guy who is the face of, of ESPN. He is the face of ESPN. Like it or not, he is the face of ESPN. To so blatantly have no idea about either of these two teams that he was going to talk about tells you, number one, his knowledge of football, and number two, how lazy he was because if you know you're going to talk about a game on TV, the right thing to do is say, okay, we're going to talk about this game. All right, let me let me talk to a couple producers. Hey, what can I say about this game? You know, what are some big storylines here? Okay, well, Philip Rivers is blah blah blah. He's having his best season at 36 years old. Whatever it is, Patrick. Even if you want to give a big vacuous statement like saying I'm looking at Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes, which is something any single person in the world can say who's watched five minutes of football this year. But the fact that he wouldn't even do that, decide you know what I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants. Those two things really baffle the mind, and it's very easy. To want to talk about someone's credibility when they miss say when they say something wrong or they mispronounce something and say it because I get it that that happens on Twitter all the time and people say stuff you say the wrong name sometimes you mean to say Lindsey Hunter of the Pistons you say Lindsey Wagner who's the bionic right it, it, you, you know that happens. It and it happens but this is him not knowing anything about something he's supposed to be giving an opinion on 
and he's outside of his wheels, obviously, and not only that, he doesn't care enough to try to figure it out. And it's also producers who don't care enough or either this is the this is the the format of the show or this is the the ambiance of the show is that no producers would even get in his ear and say, okay, what are you going to talk about here? What are we going to say? What are you going to say? Who are you going to say about this so we can either have some video ready to show? or whatever. No, you just talk about guys you like on the Chargers and the Chiefs, and obviously you don't know any of those guys. Well, the biggest thing to me is that this isn't a, oh, by the way, this game is getting played too. This is a standalone game. For the AFC yeah, West. It's not one of 14. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's not the, all right, we, we're going to spend most of our time talking about, you know, pick any one of the matchups of week 15. And, and then, you, yeah, you, oh, by the way, you got a thought on one of these these games. Even then, you should know the principles. I mean, the guy hasn't played all year and isn't on the mm-hmm. roster. That's kind of a big deal. The wear thing, all right, fine. He was a, he was, uh, a late scratch or later scratch uh, the, in, into the week, but... The, the idea that you've got this standalone block that you don't have the prep for from a producing standpoint and down to you, I mean, doing your own research. But I got, they've got an army of people working on the show. That, and nobody went over and handed a note card. or I mean, the look on Kellerman's face. Oh, and Teddy Bruschi. Teddy Bruschi was like, oh, "What am I doing boy. on this segment? Can I just oh, walk out?" Boy, this is the guy who's. I mean, that was saying, the Homer Simpson walk back into the edge. I'm not go- part of this. They're going. This is the guy who's the biggest star at the network. This is the guy. This is the guy. How many people at ESPN are pissed, saying themselves right now, going, "Yeah, he just he's the biggest star we have, and he just embarrassed all of us." All of us. And then he took to Twitter to try to excuse it. And oh, I, that, I that was, my, that was my favorite part. Is he goes to Twitter and he says. Oh, I'm sorry. Obviously, I, I I meant to say Virgil Green, and I had it conflated in my head between the two of them. I meant to say Virgil Green instead of Hunter Henry. Never mind the Derek Johnson part. Never mind that. But I meant to say Virgil Green. Well, that's fine. He's- Virgil Green, who in the last four weeks has had one target. So it's not like he's affected the game at all. One target in the last four weeks. And then, oh, I meant to say that. Just say, you know what? I didn't do my prep. I didn't know these teams. I was wrong. Just say it. Just say it. Instead of embarrassing the entire network where you work, which is exactly what he did. Bad job by him. Just come up with another LeBron take. That's it. (laughs) Uh, Can you uh, tell me who you like today in in, uh, the big game? Absolutely. LeBron is going to take this battle against Houston, and he's going to work it on Kelvin Sampson and the Dream and Clyde, and you watch some of the big plays he makes. Rudy Tomjanovich is not going to know what to do. Robert Ory won't be able to make a shot. I'm looking forward to LeBron and Kobe working together, making plays, passing to each other. I want to see Sedale three hit some shots from the outside. I'm looking forward to all of this. Norm Nixon, very underrated. That's coming up next. (laughs) Uh, Things getting a little closer right now in Kansas City. The Chargers are on the board with a touchdown run. Mike Williams, yes, it's a run, an end around. He's in for the touchdown. Extra point up and good by Badgley. Make it 21-14 Chiefs over the Chargers. Meanwhile, while the Lakers and Rockets are in a huge battle right now, 97 apiece early in the fourth quarter, Shaquille O'Neal and Steph Curry have very different ideas of who would win a game between the Shaq-era Lakers and the Steph-era Warriors. Tell you all about it and who would win next on Fox. You check things all the time, like your email, social media. But Discover asks, what about checking something as important as your credit score? 
Well, Discover makes it quick and easy with their credit scorecard, which is free for everyone, even if you're not a customer. See your FICO credit score and other important credit information, and once you know your score, you should check to see if your current credit card is the best fit for you. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. That's discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. So, Merry Christmas. And when Santa had Tebow pulling that reindeer, that was something with Dasher and Dancing Man and Prancing Woman and Vixen, I mean the former band from the 80s that was made up of all women, Comet, Evixen, Red's Too Damn High, Richard Donner, and Blitz and Trapper, I listen to them, they're a pretty good all-progressive band from the 90s, all leading the sleigh. Admit it, you're going to love tonight. You're going to love tonight. I already have a headache. You're going to love it. We're love 25 it, love it. minutes in. No, and I've already thought it. of 37,000 ways you to are, murder you. You are going to love, love, love and it. And I'm going to say it again. You do not want to make an enemy out of me. Well, before you, before you go on first take on ESPN, there's one bit of advice everybody should have. Stay off the weed. There you go. There, Duh. Duh. Yeah, there was a pretty good uh, conspiracy theory out there. Uh, Proffert, I think it was Eric that had it on Twitter for us. Mm-hmm. Um, wondering if it was the producer that had it out to him. Had it out for him, kind of like it was a Ron Burgundy situation. Who could I say is having a good season? I really can't stand this guy. Hunter Henry. All right, Hunter Henry. And who would be the guy covering him? Derek Jones. Should I say Derek? Wait, 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 wait. Mm, should I say Crash Gans has a great secondary going and they can pick off a lot? No, no, no. I'll give him Derek Johnson. Derek Johnson. All right. Thank you very much. How about, how about this? A good stat from the game. I just gave you a Crash Gans reference I, I and you know. just blew right past it. I have to. Come on, man. Because if I acknowledge it, because if I acknowledge it, you're going to keep. How often does Frank you? Gans get, you know, I mean, really? Come on. He doesn't get mentioned at all. No, it's true. Come on. The special teams coach became a head coach no, when that good. didn't happen in the NFL. Go ahead. Congratulations. Give me, give, me, give me a stat, stat man. Give me a stat. Make sure it's correct. Now, this comes from ESPN Stats and Info. So I don't know if this is right this or wrong. This may not be right. Zero. Mike Williams does not have a catch tonight. Mike Williams, the first Chargers receiver with a rushing and receiving touchdown in the same game since Tim Dwight in October of 2002. That also came against the Chiefs. <laughs> Right now, 21-14. Chiefs have the lead over the Chargers with a minute to go in the third quarter. The Chargers staying in it when it looked like the Chiefs could uh, bolt out here. You see what I did there? See what I did there? Nicely see done. That's good, yeah. Uh, and uh, Phillip Rivers having a big night, though. The biggest uh, throw he had, the pick at the end of the first half. Ooh. It could have been points, could have been a touchdown, could have been at least three. Instead, the Chargers come away with nothing, but still uh, tight, and they are moving the football right now near the end of the third quarter. Well, and you had the almost touchdown to Keenan Allen, where he landed awkwardly, has not been in since. No, no, and Michael Fabiano is going to make me aware of that all night long as we battle in the semifinals in an expert league, and I have Keenan Allen. And if that's what he's going to do, if, if that's how low <sighs> and, and pathetic he is that's to troll you happen. over a guy getting hurt, no, 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 no. then, he, then he, he needs to go find something else to do with no, his Thursday wow, night. Wow, you're salty suddenly. All, no, no, I mean, what's going to happen is now, because it's a PPR league, and yeah, Keenan Allen obviously <laughs> is, is my best receiver, right. I, my second best receiver, and... You know, if I don't get a good night from him, that's that's it. He that's hasn't good played, night. so it's going to be <laughs> Sunday night that he's going to start with his with his text. And now he always he doesn't really. I, I look. I'll be honest. He he's not a guy that that talks a ton of smack. 
during the week. But after after it's over, if you win or lose, he's always there. If you beat him, it's okay. If he beats you, he's there. But he's never a guy that really talks a lot of smack back and forth. But he will after this. Okay. He will after this if he, if he beats me here. And certainly without Keenan Allen, that's going to happen. Uh, Rockets lead the Lakers by five. Uh, time getting short late in the fourth quarter. Actually, Kyle Kuzma has just uh, sent one home with slam dunk to make it 109-106. With four minutes to go in this game, we'll keep you posted on both of these things. Now, a few minutes ago, we were talking about the whole Stephen A. Smith thing from earlier today on ESPN when he thought for some ungodly reason Hunter Henry and Derek Johnson were playing football in the game. I'm going to have some faith in, in Spencer Way and thinking that, you know, he can do some things. I'm keeping my eyes on this matchup right here. Spencer you got Ware's your linebacker. Out. I'm sorry? Spencer Ware is out. Pause that oh, for yes, a second, yes, Alex. That's the first time we're going to try to save you. We're going to try to save you. Spencer no. Ware is out. No, but that's a producer getting into Max's ear to save him. Right? Or it's Max realizing it himself. It took, it it be took a while there. It could be both. No, that's, it a, a, that's a no, long but If it pause, was a producer though. doing it, they would have gotten Brewski's ear. And they would have said, Teddy, jump in, Spencer Ware. Because Teddy's not the guy that really is paying attention because this is Stephen A versus Max. Yeah. Teddy's not paying attention. So that's what – not that he's not paying attention. <laughs> He'd have to worry about what Stephen A is saying to him. So that's producer getting – hey, hey, uh, jump in here, Teddy. Spencer Ware's out. Hey, uh, Steve, Spencer Ware is – oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's where that would have been. Except that By the way, there's, Max a, there's a long pause before he goes yeah. into – Am he, I going to save this guy? Am I going to save him or no? Rope right Am, I save him or no? Am I going to save him or no? Am I going to save him or no? Save him? Yes, no, yes, And then he no, saved him yes, once. No, yes, no. All right, now continue the rest of it. Spencer Ware is out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I forgot. I'm sorry, out Max. I'm foot. sorry. Yeah. Absolutely. He is out. But I'm thinking Tyreek Hill. I'm yeah. thinking Patrick Mahomes. I'm also looking at the San Diego Chargers on offense, and I'm thinking about Hunter Henry and the way that he's played this year and as effective as he's been. He's going up against Derek Johnson, and I got to keep my eyes on that. None of those things are true. None of those guys are playing. <laughs> Did you watch Kellerman's eyes? None. It's <laughs> got wide. You know, there's two thoughts to this. Is that one for a show that is made on debate so much? You see all the debate shows that are at. Look, first take. You know, we have it here, undisputed. All the different shows that are made on debate and winning arguments. To not want to pummel him, argument wise, is amazing. Because as much as he is, I'll oh, give me some again. We'll get that out of here. Oh, all this, I'm good. I'm undefeated. I'm a debater. To, that's where you know what. Now you reap what you sow, and I am going to just crush you for the rest of this show and tell you how you don't know anything about the NFL and how you don't care to be ready to know anything about the NFL. But no, they laid off it because he is the it's face of ESPN, which way, is a yeah. bad day of business for ESPN, and it's a good day for us here at Fox. Now he's got to make sure we get everything right. That's the right. other thing is this, and this is this is more of a uh, of a thing, and I'll peel back the curtain a little bit. Are there stories sometimes that maybe? Our hosts here, we're not as 100% in on it as, as other experts are. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to get into, for instance, last summer with the with the World Cup being being on, right? I'm not going to, as much as I like soccer, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you how great I think Italy is or how, you know, what oh. England likes to do. That's, right. uh, look, because, you know, what do I do? I, I watch Galaxy. I go games here. But I'm not going to do that. But the main thing that you do as a host, as a personality, is you never want to put yourself in a situation where you could be embarrassed like that. So the normal thing you do is if it's something I'm not sure about, I'm just going to lay off it. I don't need to be an expert on everything, and I'd rather ask a question than be able to sit here and say, okay, I'm going to tell you something, and then, oh, I'm going to just get killed on it because people realize I don't know what I'm talking about. There's nothing wrong with saying I don't know. 
You know, you can't say it all the time because then it looks like, okay, you're really doing a job. But once in a while for things, it's okay to say, I don't know. When we want to talk about the, you know, the surprise teams in the World Cup, hey, I'm coming at it like everybody else is. I'm reading the same articles and I'm talking to our experts and that's it. Maybe there's a couple of players I know, but, you know, as far as it, yeah, okay, no. You know, that's definitely something that you don't do and you don't want to do it because you realize it's a self-preservation thing. I don't want to get into talking about something that I really don't know the nuts and bolts about. Now, my opinion is one thing because if you don't like my opinion, well, it's my opinion. So as long as I, I back it up and you know that, hey, this is what I'm talking about. You may not like it. You may think I'm crazy, but that's okay. But you know I'm explaining everything. And this is why I think Andrew Luck is overrated. This is why I think Lamar Jackson can be a Pro Bowl quarterback next year. These are all opinions that I back up with reasons why after watching him play or seeing things. This is not just, I don't care, so I'm going to throw something out there that may or may not be true. And if it's not, I really don't care. I mean, usually hosts stay away from that. Stay away because they don't want that to happen to them. And to, that's why to see this happen today, I mean, I've never seen anything like this well, in our this business. Wasn't, this never. wasn't even just getting into nuts and bolts and conflating some numbers or schemes or there's just, he's throwing out names, right? Hey, I like this guy. He liked Hunter Henry last year. <laughs> we liked what Hunter Henry might've been with this offense this year, but it doesn't work. And it's just a, you did no research. Wait, do you think they just ran an old show? Ooh, and they just, you know, that that's was what it was. Level. They ran a show from last year. But it, again, it's the spotlight game. Right, you know, yeah. whatever whatever block it was, I don't know what time it actually aired. A block, B B block, C block, whatever it is, it's a standalone piece with Teddy Bruschi in the middle of it. That it's it's not the oh yeah. By the way, before we got we got an extra thirty seconds. Hey, what do you think of this? You know, four twenty Sunday afternoon game between two teams that we're not going to spend a whole segment on, or some players that are into new roles. Right, it wasn't a setup of a couple of quarterbacks you've never heard of now thrust into prominence yeah. or running backs. You know, they didn't tee him up to talk about Damian Williams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He, he had carte blanche to just throw up his names and, and clap his hands and beg his blackjack dealer his way out of it. Like, I wanted to sound like I was saying something smart by not saying, because I just said Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes, which is a Phil Sims thing to say. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is a kid. Really, you think? Really? Good. So let me try to get a little bit in depth and get really out of my league. And he got absolutely burned on it. Absolutely burned. And now I don't know that anybody is going to take him seriously when he's talking about something other than basketball because that's clearly what, what his wheelhouse is. And it's been that way for a long time. Look, the guy's a really hard worker when it comes to basketball. And, you know, he was someone who was, was, was big at ESPN and then he was gone and then he was here at Fox and he was mm-hmm. gone. He was back at ESPN. And now, he's, I mean, that's something that okay, but I think outside of the NBA, is anybody going to take him seriously again now? No, they're not. Not going to do it. What he sh- what he should have just said, and everybody would have had a lot of lot of respect for it. Is just you know what? I wasn't prepared. Wasn't prepared for this, and I didn't know. I haven't seen the Chargers play and the Chiefs play a lot all season, which is hard to say because Mahomes has been the story of the NFL. Sure. So you get a little sticky in that. Wait, you're not paying attention to the to a team that's that's like number one or number two most interesting team in the league this year. Okay, that's a little weird. 
but at least there's some kind of honesty there because people will always be okay with honesty. Hey, I biffed it. I need to know more. And you can even turn it to be a positive. You know what? I'm going to go visit the Chiefs like Steph Curry is going to go visit NASA. I'm going to go visit the Chiefs because I'm going to go there. I want to know more about them. It could be a whole fun thing. Hey, I'm I'm Mahomes. Uh, you know, Derek Johnson's not here. I'm going to go visit the Chargers and say, oh, see how Hunter Henry's rehab is doing. They could make a whole thing out of it. But instead, no, no, I meant to say Virgil Green when the guys had one ball thrown to him in the last month, and he actually had one ball thrown to him tonight. Yeah, he was in the stat sheet. Twitter and how about a fresca, Mike? It's swollen dumb. Coming up in one minute, we'll tell you who will win between Curry's Warriors and Shaq's Lakers. But first, it's Deb Carson with What's Trending, D.C. Well, it was a 14-point lead for the Chiefs over the Chargers. They're playing at Arrowhead tonight. And on the reverse, it's Mike Williams has a lane. 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Chargers! That's our friend Matt Smith on the Chargers radio network. It's now a 7-point game with that Mike Williams 19-yard touchdown. Chiefs 21, Chargers 14 as the fourth quarter is just about to get underway. In other NFL news, a CT scan on the back of Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz revealed a fractured vertebrae. He won't need surgery. He will need rest, however, so it'll be Nick Foles starting for Philly Sunday against the Rams. In other football news, Oklahoma has submitted a request for an NFL draft evaluation to the College Advisory Committee on behalf of quarterback Kyler Murray, who had said in the past he planned to play baseball rather than football. So we'll keep an eye on that as he won the Heisman and has a right to change his mind. Speaking of baseball, the Dodgers have a new setup man for Kenley Jansen. L.A. signed right-handed reliever Joe Kelly to a three-year $25 million deal. You need to make good choices, and with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True cash offer not available in all areas. Currently underway in the Lone Star State. A couple of NBA games. One has just gone final. The Rockets beat the Lakers 126 126- 6-111 in Houston in San Antonio Spurs with a 114-84 lead over the Clippers 5 to go in the game and in Orlando Magic up 47-38 over the Bulls a minute and a half to go in the second quarter guys Thanks Deb You bet We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance more info visit geico.com So uh if the last 38 minutes will tell you one thing it's a good day to be Fox it's a good day to be it's always a good day to be us but today Especially so. Now, I know we're going to get into the Steph Curry uh, debate with Shaq coming up in a couple of minutes, but it's a good slap fight because this just ended. I want to get into this for a couple of minutes here. The Rockets have just turned a tie game with the Lakers inside of five minutes left to go into a 126 111 victory thanks to 50 points from James Harden. Harden closes the game. After the Kyle Kuzma dunk we told you about a few minutes right. ago, made it 109-106, Harden gets a bogus foul call on a, on a three-pointer, which he gets all the time, which I know is incredibly frustrating. He makes all three free throws. Then he hits a three. Then he hits another three. LeBron gets a dunk, and then Harden makes a jumper, and it's over. By that time, it's a 14-point game with a minute left to go. James Harden just decided in the final minute, give me the ball, and I will do this. He the takes Rockets over. Get the win. Yeah, he takes over altogether. 50 points on 14 of 26 for the field, 18 of 19 from the line. Also, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. A 50 point triple double. And I'm waiting for the Elias Sports Bureau to say the last 50 point triple double that invite was. How far do you want to go back? How no, far do you want to look. go back for it? Russell, Russell Westbrook ever have a 50 triple double? Ooh, have that's a good 50 question. Triple double? He's got to have one in there, doesn't he? If it's not him, I can't believe it's somebody else and for a long time. I mean, I could be. Hey, 
I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to say that I, I might be missing somebody. It might have been Derek Johnson. Could have been Hunter Henry. Oh, it could have been. Double. Yeah. It might have been. Either of those. We're guys. still waiting for Henry to break out here in the second half. <laughs> like if he called him Henry Hunter, I would have said, Okay, I get it. It's not Henry Hunter, it's Hunter Henry. But the last fifty point triple double. If yeah, it's it's gotta be Westbrook, I would think. Or might it have been James Harden himself? Oh, oh that's pretty ooh, I like that. I like that. I like the way you think. I like the cut of your jib. Well, let's see, shall we? He makes history with the second triple. He had a, two of them last year. He had two last season. So okay. January, actually, so it was yeah, him. January of 2017. So it was him. It was his second in wow. that season. Look at James Harden, everybody. Another 50-point triple-double. So Again. that would have been 2016, 2017 season, and then there's probably something in between. But our, our quick research gives us James Harden at least as a guy who's done it a couple of times. Uh, this despite the fact he was only 4 for 12 from three-point range, but 18 out of 19 from the free throw line. And this is a night the Rockets needed because this was one of those nights where they're playing the Lakers and it's, you know, here they are with all their new players in LeBron and they're playing better than us. And we were in the Western Conference Finals last year. We were a game away from going to the NBA Finals and beating the Warriors. Chris Paul gets hurt, which is what Chris Paul does. And now we're sitting here at 12 and 14. We started out horribly, thought we righted the season, and now we've just been below average. They needed a win like this so badly. But I'll say about the Rockets what I said earlier in the season. I can't count them as contenders. They're, they're simply the same team they were a year ago, and that's not good enough in the Western Conference where the Lakers got better. Well, and you got worse better. defensively. Yeah, they got worse defensively. You, you, you tried experiments that didn't work. And now, where are you? You're the same team you were, and Chris Paul is just going to get hurt at some point. And the, the Lakers got better, and the Nuggets got better. Somehow, the Clippers got better. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to suddenly be a team that, okay, now we're the right. You didn't get better. You stood still, and you went backwards. I said same thing. All they did was get older. They didn't get better in the offseason. They just got older. And that's where they are right now. Well, and that's just it. Now you're in the, the mess, right? You were at the two seed, and you had a little bit of separation between you and the 3-10 to 10 seed. This year, you're just in the middle of it, and it's just a question of whether you can find and steal enough close games to where you push ahead. And maybe there's an acquisition out there to be had. Maybe there's something that can propel them, but it's still just the Western Conference as we've seen as a whole. you got a lot of teams that are more or less the same. It's the NFL model coming to the NBA. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. 877-99 on Fox. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. Chiefs and Chargers still 21-14 early in the fourth quarter. Coming up next, a report today I really didn't need, but we got it anyway. Tell you about it. Fox. So Merry Christmas. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, we got it early tonight, Alex Tychert. Very nice. I hate that song. I'm not on Snapface and all that. He's a weapon. Today's Friday. That's No, not yet. Uh, we need a, uh, uh, I think we need a, a couple of repeat performances of Bill Belichick. Have yourself a merry little Christmas tonight. That's why I don't play it early. Because then you want more. No, no, I'm not saying like like in 20 minutes, but I mean like, oh, maybe I'll hear it again. You want it going out and coming in every segment. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> 
Well, maybe underneath us while we're it's at it. It's the greatest too. Christmas song ever. It really is. I mean, there's not I me. Mean, look, my favorite Christmas songs are All Alone on Christmas by Darlene Love and Bill Belichick, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. No Love for Wham? Oh, Last Christmas is in the top oh, five. It's, it's a good top. one. It's in the top five. I like Last Christmas. That's a good one. The Waitresses, got to be in the top five. Any, any, you know, any Christmas song with a saxophone, I will, I, I, I am, I am in for. So what? We're gonna bust out the old Lang Syne of. Uh... That's a New Year's song. Well, it's That's it's still new, holiday, it's holiday, holiday, holiday. It is a hol- yes, holiday song, but it's more a New Year's song than it is a Christmas. Can we get song. some more uh, remix of the Nightmare Before Christmas while we're at it. Making Christmas. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, and TJ, guilty feet have got no rhythm, and I promise I'll never dance again the way I danced like Teddy Bruschi (laughs) when he heard that Derek Johnson and Hunter Henry were playing in the game tonight, TJ. I mean, think about how Berman must feel. I, I can't get on TV anymore, and this guy gets to not even know who's playing in the games, TJ. You know what it reminded me of? A little Jeff Fisher-esque. <laughs> oh, very Jeff yeah. Fisher-esque. Very Jeff Fisher-esque, yeah. Brandon and Danny. And, uh, Why don't you start well. throwing out names? Craig James is a good running back for them. Uh, a lot of good players. Corey Dillon is good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But Corey Dillon. A story that none of us need as the Chiefs try to hold on against the Chargers, 21-14, just under 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. The Chiefs, though, are on the Charger five-yard line. We'll update that in a minute. But a big report came out today uh, from ESPN, a couple other places, about the status of concession stands in Major League ballparks. And one of the worst, according to this report, was Yankee Stadium, in which the report says New York Post helped break it down a little bit, saying that there was problems with food handling, Food was contaminated, cross-contaminated, not discarded properly. There was a personal cleanliness inadequacy. I feel sick. An employee's outer garments were soiled with a possible contaminant. <laughs> what, like, what, like suddenly the, it's a hot zone, right? Oh, I got the, I got the bad stuff on me. I got to get, get it out. Get that hazmat suit right. on. There were filth, flies, and food, refuse, sewage-associated flies. What are their good flies? There's no good flies. Oh, that's a fly that was born out of a rose petal. No, the flies are always around bad things. So this Yeah, it's not good for anybody. Something's no, rotten. <laughs> it's not good for Yankee Stadium. It's not good for anybody else. But I maintain this, and I know that knowledge is power. And, and there's I'm, a lot of rats. I'm Don't forget big, the yes. rats. I'm a big knowledge is power guy. I'm also a big rat guy. So we haven't had rat rankings in a while. Lee, get on that. Yeah. Lee, see if you can find some good rat stories across the country. You can do rat rankings. <laughs> Uh, still New York City, number one with rats. Oh, Chicago, Chicago's number, number one. Uh, Chicago jumped up to number Remember, San Francisco made a San Francisco run started a making a push. Ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but. Especially down on the harbor, yeah. Knowledge is power. <laughs> I want to know, right? Especially in this era of I want to know. I don't want to know this. I want to <laughs> go to a ballpark and just think everything is great. I'm getting the not, best Not nachos. to be an ass. Did, didn't you assume a lot dog. of this? Don't you assume the worst and just put blinders on? As long as I don't see something. No, exactly. As long as I don't. I'm fine. I mean, you had the the how many horror stories have we seen? Guys getting caught on video with different things, whatever. It's like no, I don't. I always assume it happens. It's like it's like when you see stories on on the internet. Oh, and at this golf course, this alligator bit this dog's arm off. What 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 purpose does this story serve other than to upset people? 
Well, it's just well, it's still news. Feel bad about it. No, but it's not news. It is. It's you got to no. look out for the gator. It's not news. Reminder not to go take a nice no, leisurely stroll at the water's edge with your little bite-sized dog. I don't want why is it got to be a bite-sized well, dog? Well, because you referenced that he was a bite-sized dog. No, why do you got to say it was a bite-sized dog when I said he was taking a bite? Okay, you know what? I don't need this concession story. Just let me live in just absolute ignorance is bliss Can't when it, it comes to who's making my food. There's a lot that, of way, a lot of things in this society that's that a lot of people know. do put the blinders on. It's made out of the Better that way. It's made. That's right. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, we got more in a big NBA story, and are the Chiefs doubling their lead over the Chargers? Find out next. Five-second air guitar solo. I hate that song. Boy, that was three seconds, Bill Belichick. You got to give it a full five seconds before you hate it. I hate that song. All right. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hour two of the show, and much like they did last week, the Los Angeles Chargers trying to do their best work late. They trail the Chiefs 28-14. to 14. Go Chargers! About six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. But they are driving right now. No Keenan Allen, who has been out of the game after suffering a hip injury. And they are right now on the Chiefs' 23-yard line, first and 10. Again, down two scores with just under six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So far tonight for the Chiefs, it's been a huge game for Patrick Mahomes. For the Chargers, Phillip Rivers is actually having a fantastic game Except for those two interceptions. Well, you know, those are kind of big. I know. That's the whole thing is that everything else, he's completing a high percentage of passes. They're moving the ball up and down the field. But he has those two picks that went at the end of the first half was an absolute killer. I mean, it's like you had a great game outside of those two passes you have thrown. That's it, right? You're missing Keenan Allen. No Melvin Gordon in this one. Uh, The run game muted a bit because the Chiefs immediately after that first interception from Phillip Rivers. March straight down the field. You were looking at a 7 nothing deficit very quickly, like a knife through butter. Uh, so the run game has had its moments. You got a long of nine from Jackson. He's 15 for 54. Newsom with five, now six for 34. And the, then you had the trickeration to Williams. But you haven't been able to get that normal balance. And, and the loss of Keenan Allen means more work. For Antonio Gates, I don't think he's had this many targets almost this uh, year. I'm exhausted. Yeah, no, he's... Come on, man. Just, just give me, let me press a little. I saw Hunter Henry, Stephen A. Smith liked him today. Can we put him in for just a, a couple of plays? Let me c- catch my breath a little bit. I see him on the sideline. He can't take my, take, can't take my reps. They brought me back for this, for this moment. So the Chargers are driving, and Mahomes tonight, uh, 22 for 30, or 23 for 33, 238, and a couple of scores. Uh, It's one of those games where, really, it seems like the Chiefs have been dominating, but that confluence of events at the end of the first half, where it was all Chiefs Mm 14-0, and the Chargers fight back. They make it 14-7. They're deep in Chiefs territory in the final minute of the first half, and this is a score that's either going to tie the game or bring it within 14-10, and suddenly the Chargers go to the locker room saying, hey, we were outplayed for the first 25 minutes of this game in a big way, and here we are, we're just down four, or we're tied. Instead, Rivers throws it up for grabs in the end zone, the Chiefs get an interception, 
and they go to the locker room up 14-7. They bump the lead up 21 and that was the biggest series of events in the first half for me because that it, that changed the game. That went from, boy, it's close to, and here come the Chiefs, the first possession of the second half. They go out right down the field and score a touchdown, and suddenly it's 21-7, and the Chargers have not gotten back from yeah, that. Yeah, they moved right down the field after the second half kickoff, and you look back at that possession, the ill-advised throw. It's like if you're trying to get it out and just make it uncatchable, Sail it into the fourth row. Pick someone there that you don't like the cut of their jib. You th- fire it into their head. You think Philip Rivers can throw the ball into the fourth row? That come on, he's not gonna just say throw it into the turf if you're Philip Rivers. Well, I mean, he gets angry. That's who he's got to throw. And now you have a, a drop, but it looks like there's going to be a penalty uh, in the end zone, uh, waiting on the the confirmation of the call. But no, but Philip could get mad enough. I think he can wing it that far. I threw it as far as I could. You were on the five, and you threw it into the first row of the stands. Yes, as far as I could. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, so, inadvertent contact, but it looks like it's going to be holding in the Yep, that's going to be a first zone. down for the Chargers, and uh, they're going to try to get back in this year. Does Justin Jackson get this uh, touchdown run now? Left to go. Oh, how many people? I, I got to give it to you. If you – if you were gutsy enough, win or lose, to play either Damian Williams or Justin Jackson tonight, Thursday night, semifinal week in the majority of fantasy leagues, and you decide to play these two guys, that's a lot of guts right there. No, sure. It's a lot well, of guts. But, I mean, you figure there's going to be points in this game. and Somebody's got to score them. Right. And you look at Williams comes in, plays well. For Jackson, there's the, the touchdown run. Seventh round pick out of Northwestern, so you can get that in again. Go Cats. Uh, go Cats. Uh, as Pat Fitzgerald, no doubt, beaming like a proud papa back in Evanston uh, right now as the lead gets cut into. Officiating becoming a big part of this game as well. The last Chiefs drive that ended uh, in the Williams touchdown run. There were a couple of calls that have incensed the Twitterverse. Mm-hmm. You know, some some phantom five-yard penalties. Here's a hold. Here's... You know, some contact downfields like they don't let them play anymore. Got to let the kids play. Well, this is this is the NFL now. This is this is the way the NFL. There's going to be contact. There's going to be flags. You sack the quarterback. You better just you know put him to the ground like when you put a baby, a sleeping baby, into its crib. I don't want to wake you. I'm just going to put you down right there. <laughs> nice. Here's your mobile. I'm going to turn your mobile on. Here he goes, bling, 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 bling. But what's funny is people always say, hey, don't wake the sleeping baby. He's like, why the hell would I do that? <laughs> hey, get I, ju- I just fought with that little <laughs> for four hours to get him down. What are you talking about? So 28-14, Chiefs over the Chargers. Uh, timeout on the field. Chargers really need to get six here if they are going to keep making this a game. And still, they got to get the ball back because the Chiefs will have probably three minutes and change on the clock to have to kill. Meanwhile, the Lakers fall to the Rockets tonight, and James Harden goes for 50 points in the win. A 50-point triple-double for James Harden as the Rockets improved to 13-14 and 14 on the season. The Lakers dropped 17-11. and 11. Yeah. It was a close game with a couple of minutes left to go, with about three minutes left. It was a two-point game, and... James Harden gets the foul call on a three. He makes all three free throws. He makes two more threes in a row, and the game is over. Suddenly, a two-point game is now an 11-point lead by the Rockets, and it's what just happened to us. It's a reminder of how good James Harden is, and that's gotten lost so far in the start by the Rockets. And and that's really, look, I, I've told you many times, 
I don't believe in the Rockets this year. I didn't believe in them preseason. I'm not going to change now, now that I've been proven right. I'm not going to change now, <laughs> surely, because they're no, they're, this is a team that's not built to win. They're not built to win this year. Last year they were built to win, but now everything has changed. LeBron's in the West, and the Nuggets have gotten better, and, and, and many teams. Well, but that's just it, right? It was already bunched have up. gotten better. And now you've got, if you say there's still a little bit of separation, it ain't much. No, right? but- you still have the James Harden factor, but Chris Paul. At what point are you missing games? Right. right. Where where's that stretch where he's unavailable? Older, another year, another year of wear and tear on his body. You lost Ariza, Carmelo Anthony. That didn't work. So you've been crawling out of that, you know, rotational dysfunction that you had to start the season ever since. And maybe you write the ship, but you're still looking. See, I got a ship. That's in. a ship, but that's an actual ship. Yes, yeah, maybe you write the ship. ship, but you're still looking at a muddled mess from what? Two to nine? Look, this two to is, ten? This is why I can't believe in the Rockets. As I told you, the offseason, they got older, they didn't get better. They had to deal with the whole mellow stuff, and that didn't work, and that was their big thing, and suddenly, no, you know what? We're moving on. And it's like, okay, that was your big addition, and that didn't work. So now you're the same team you were a year ago, except you're just a year older, and Chris Paul is a year older. Mm-hmm. But the big thing is you can't stand still. If you have four All-Stars like the Warriors, you can say, all right, you know what we do this offseason? Eh, we sign a couple of role players. Or we you know, we go all in on Boogie Cousins, and when he comes back at some point, we'll see if we got it. If you're a team like the Warriors that's ultra-talented, yeah, you can do it. When you are everybody else, you have to keep trying to get better. And what did we see this season? Oklahoma City, they've gotten better. The Clippers, somehow, defying all kinds of logic, have gotten better. The Lakers got better. The Mavericks got better. The Sacramento Kings have gotten better. All of these teams have gotten better. Look at the look at the two teams that are sitting around 500. The Spurs and the Rockets. Did the Spurs get better? No, they exchanged their problem of Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan. That's not getting better. And so they're sitting around 500. And the Rockets are under 500. They did not get better. The Timberwolves, did they get better? No, they subtracted. Where are they? They're the second worst team in the Western Conference. Right. So all of these teams that stayed the same, look at where they are. They're all getting boat raced by teams that made improvements either through the draft or in free agency. But you look at it even there, the only team that doesn't matter is the one that wants to move to Vegas and threatening lawsuits and all sorts of other crap. Oh, come on, we can't, Phoenix mention Phoenix. we can't mention Phoenix. No, 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 but I the mean, point is, they're the only team that you just say, all right, they're done. <laughs> Everybody else can go on a run and, and make a charge towards an eight seed. Right, you got enough time. Yeah. Oh, sure. You can see the whole. Yeah. But but just the idea being again with the Rockets is: are they separating from anybody? No, they're just another team. Right. It's here's the Warriors. If they're playing at full strength, Boogie Cousins comes in, whatever he does, they're head and shoulders above the next. And then you've got ten teams, eleven teams that are more or less the same. Just you know, the any given Sunday philosophy applied to the NBA. (laughs) 877-99 on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, visit geico.com. So that's the point is that if you're, if you're a team that has young players that need to ascend, then, then you can also improve in the offseason without adding a lot because you can either make room for a young player to play well or, hey, year two for this player, year three for this player. The Rockets aren't that team. 
James Harden is going to have to do it all by himself. Again, you're back to where you were three years ago with the Rockets because, you know, at some point, Chris Paul's going to get hurt because that's just what Chris Paul does. And usually it's at the most inopportune time possible Chris Paul gets injured. So now how can you tell me this is going to be it? And I know that you people may want to look at this and go, it's a springboard. And look, the NBA is better when the Rockets are better because James Harden's exciting. He's frustrating, but he's fun to watch. I, I want to see the Rockets play. I just don't see it. I just no, don't it, see it'll it. be curious to watch if they could make an addition to help in the rotations to find another piece to take a little bit off of Harden because you know, what as you lay it out with Chris Paul, it's just a matter of when there's that stretch. Is it in the regular season or does it happen in the playoffs again? Because remember a couple of years ago, he's tripping over his tongue. He's playing so many minutes and expending so much energy on both ends of the court that he had nothing left for the fourth quarter of some of those playoff games. So the question is now, how do you find him a little bit of relief? If they can, if they, if Maury and company can get a little bit creative and finding a little bit of help for him, then, then they're intriguing because whenever you have the superstar that can put up a night like he does, you always have a puncher's chance over the course of a series. You might need two or three of those big body blows. But here, you're looking at, you know, a guy five, what, that's his fourth triple-double with 50 points, and he had one with 60 going back to January of last year. So, you know, he can take over games. Just can you count on him to do it four of seven against your better teams? Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And things are getting interesting in Kansas City. The Chargers get the touchdown to make it 28-21. to 21. So, good news for the Chargers. Here they come. They're on the move. Now they have to stop the Chiefs after getting in the end zone. And they just did. On third and 12, Mahomes is sacked. So now, Phillip Rivers will be getting the football back, probably in good field position because right. the Chiefs are punting from the back of their end zone. With just under three minutes left to go, Chargers have a timeout. Time should not be a factor on this. A big game with a playoff-type atmosphere coming down to the wire. We got more on this, more big stories from the NBA, all coming up next on Fox. This is not a current song. (laughs) But it's still a good song. Yes, it is. It is. It's one of those songs now, this beat, it feels like, like when you go to karaoke and you can do it. Okay, this is the beat they put behind you to do karaoke. Every time. Yeah. And then rapping granny comes up to the <laughs> hip, hip hop hip Fox sports radio. The Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need indeed.com post a job in minutes, set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. And speaking of searching for greatness, the Chargers and the Chiefs, it came down to this play, fourth and eight for the Chargers, and Phillip Rivers finds Benjamin for a huge gain down to the Chiefs' 10-yard line 44 seconds left. The Chargers, down by seven, have a chance to tie this game and potentially send it to overtime. Incomplete pass on first down. 34 seconds left to go. Rivers looking for Jackson 
out of the backfield who had a nice grab earlier on this drive. Uh, second and goal for the Chargers. Again, the division title will come down to these next few seconds. That was the attempt to either catch the linebacker in coverage turned around uh, to where maybe you get a little bit of contact and get another penalty downfield, or you can slip it in. Uh, Rivers with a couple of great throws. That, that last pass a couple of, to Benjamin on this drive, uh, absolutely incredible. It was uh, almost like a wheel route in the middle of the field yeah. for Benjamin. I mean, re- that's almost what it looked like. Some curious clock management by the Chargers on the last uh, Chiefs drive, right? Knowing they're forcing the punt, don't call a timeout, and 43 seconds run off the clock. And now Phillip Rivers gets his um well gets his head Rivers is looking for blocked. a penalty on here on the on the second they got down a helmet play, to helmet Rivers scrambled and got a bit of a helmet to helmet stood up looking for He's the call incensed. he did not get it and now it's third and goal for the Chargers who used their final timeout the clock is now down to 13 seconds how did the clock get down to 13 seconds I mean, did he get down? Because they kept showing the replay. This is a huge it's, helmet and to it's helmet clear. Hit. And like, it's a there's clear no, helmet to helmet clip. There's helmet no ambiguity hit. here at all. It was, I, and he started screaming for the call, didn't get it, and you know, time just ticked off the clock. I mean, that's really, that's really what it was. Time just ticked off the clock, and now 13 seconds left, and that's how long the Chargers have. This should have been first and goal. This should have been a first and goal well inside the 10-yard line. That was absolutely a helmet-to-helmet hit. And then as the clock wound, right, clock's going because he, he's a runner on the play. It's not an incomplete pass. Nothing else going on. He went and stalked the referees as Ooh. the clock wound down. Dorian O'Daniel, the one who delivered the hit, Rivers came out of the pocket and was going down. He wasn't sliding, but he was going down. He was being tackled and... He went in, helmet first, hit Phillip Rivers in the helmet, and there was absolutely no call. So now the Chargers are sitting in a third and goal situation. It's going to be fourth and goal as Rivers' pass is complete in the end zone. However, flags are down on this play. Makeup call. A lot lot of people incensed in the back of the end zone. Yeah, the the officiating is going to be one of the stories. Can we get Mike Pereira? I know he's at the game. Can can we get him on after this? Because there's a lot of questions going on here. Hey, listen, we really missed that uh, helmet-to-helmet hit on that last play. What do we do? Ah, we'll just throw a flag for pass interference on this. It'll be the same thing, right? I mean, they'll, we'll give them the first down. They'll have it. Everything will be fine. All right, great. All right, just, just back me up on it, okay? And when the pool reporter asks after the game, we just say, yes, it's absolutely pass interference. Yeah, because the other thing with the Rivers hit, not only is it helmet-to-helmet, his knee was down, plays over, mm-hmm. right? And the yep. defender still comes in and drills him. So that's one that's going to live forever. Because, again, they've been calling a, a bunch of touch fouls uh, in the secondary. Yeah, well, this one, you've seen the replay now. Kendall Fuller, what he, he did the old Bruce Bowen move. Like Bruce Bowen's big move in the NBA was someone going in for a layup and he would pull on your hand you yeah. weren't using to put you off balance. That's kind of what Fuller did. Uh, you saw Williams go up for it. In the in the back of the end zone, and Fuller kind of pulled down on his off hand, and that got the penalty call right there. So it's going to be first and goal for the Chargers on the two yard line with eight seconds left to go. And yeah, you can say that was pass interference because he did hold his arm yeah. down, but it's not like if he came down with it, it would have been a touchdown. He would have come down out of bounds, back corner of the end zone. Either way, letter of the law is that mm. you got to at least give him the opportunity, right? Because that other hand doesn't have a chance to get up and affect the play. 
So first and goal for the Chargers, eight seconds left, probably two plays here as long as Rivers doesn't get sacked. And that could be how this game ends because the one thing the Chiefs have done tonight to slow down Phillip Rivers in addition addition to those two big turnovers, because Rivers has thrown the ball downfield pretty well, is they have been able to get to him. So I guarantee you they are dialing up a blitz right now for this play to get to him to force a fourth down or to get him sack him, and that would that would end the game because they would not be able to get another snap on. Now remember on that pass to Jackson that fell incomplete, had him open, beat the the linebacker in coverage. Should have been a play there. Uh, and then they've wasted well over a minute of game clock, going back to that Chiefs possession and then complaining for the flag that wasn't to come. Phillip Rivers has just thrown a pass that is. Is it waiting on a ruling? It's a touchdown on the field. Mike Williams. Glad I told people to start him today. He (laughs) might have been out of bounds, so they're going to look at it, and it looks like the Chargers are going to go for two. All right, they're going to look at this play. We're watching it right now in the corner of the end zone. Oh, Ah, did that second foot get down? I don't think that second foot got down. He had plenty of time to get it down. Oh, he did. He dragged it. But did he have control? He dragged it. Okay, he dragged his right foot. So now it's the question He's of got control it. He's in, that got it. in that arm. He's got it. He's holding it. Yeah, I think that's going to be a tough. Yeah, he had it. Yeah. He yeah. had it. He dra- He got that right foot. Didn't look like he did at first glance. Well, like he certainly he pushed off. It. But he got that foot down. So the charge is going to be a touchdown. I think they're going to review this. I can't believe they would overturn it with the ruling on the field of touchdown. It did look like the ball could have potentially come out of his arm. Kind of moving. But it was moving, and then he pinned it. So he moving, and he pinned it to his body. So I don't think they're going to say this is an this is an incomplete pass. And Skandrick going, hey, look at that again. He pushed off. I'll tell you what. Walt Anderson's crew is not going to have a fun time after the game here. Oh, no. They're going to absolutely gonna run. for sure. They are not going to have fun here. But, uh, again, we're looking at this replay again. Ooh. This is six or seven times. He comes down with it. The ball looks like it might come out a little bit, but he pins it to his arm, drags his foot. Yeah, this is a touchdown. This is a touch. I, I can't see them. This would be one of those, like, two years ago, how they used to overrule touchdowns. Yeah, that would, that would be right here, or even last year. But I can't see them doing it right now. Obviously, there was a bit of a push-off that wasn't called. But, you know, you kind of screwed the Chargers with that no helmet-to-helmet hit at the button. You know, so you kind of want to make up for that and get him in the end zone. You know, I had the highest ranking on Mike Williams this this week amongst did you some 140 people? Did you? Oh, look, I only had him 28th. Nice. But given I, I, I also him. thought Keenan Allen would play a full game. No, no I had Keenan Allen last, and I had Mike Williams. Oh, nicely first. done. Yeah, I, I had Mike yeah. Williams first. Yeah, I had well him better, done. Better than Adam Thielen. Yeah, I had him. I had him. Yeah, better than Robbie Anderson. Well, I had right now you'd have guys. a lot of guys better than Adam Thielen, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, Kirk, I need with Keenan Allen missing this game. I need Adam Thielen to catch like twenty five passes, thirty seven balls. Yeah, that's what I need right there. Call also, stands. the call stands. It is a touchdown, and the Chargers are going to go for two. They're going to win the game or lose it right here. All right, Lee Delap telling I, us uh, they they've gone five for seven. I love this call on the, on the road. You don't want to give the ball to Kansas City in overtime. I love this call. One play from two yards out. I love it. I'm going to pre-guess this, right or wrong. I like this call. This I is dig not, it. This is not a Mike Vrabel. Oh, you know, we're on the no, no, no. You this play. Is, this is to two win the game on the road with an offense that goes up and down the field. I love it. That is right. Going for two here with four seconds left on the clock. Philip Rivers jump pass wide oh, he's open. Wide open. 
Mike Williams is wide open. How's Mike Williams wide open? Oh, my, the Chargers are on the field. Get off the field. Phillip Rivers now yelling at them. Don't he they, doesn't oh, curse at him, but he says get off the field. Michael Jordan, very upset that the Chargers players are on the field. He just slapped everybody on the back of the head. How was Mike Williams that wide open? He, I mean, there was nobody within 10 yards I want to see the all-22 of that. Wow, the Chargers. He, the defensive back looks like he's getting an earful from his... Uh, they are going to snatch there in the back. victory from the jaws of defeat after this improbable Okay, so they punch right. Oh, nobody goes to him. Nobody goes. They go with the all inside three, receiver, and he, wow. goes to, he goes outside all by himself. All three Chiefs defenders stayed with the inside receiver, and Mike Williams. Look at Tyrell Tyrell Williams. Williams you know, he He's like, his, they stayed with me? He has his hands up while Rivers is throwing the pass. Wow. Touchdown. Everybody's with me. What a great play. All Williams had what to do call. was catch it. And now there's four seconds left to go. Probably going to wind up being a penalty on the Chargers for running on the field, so it could make an interesting uh, kickoff. But the Chargers look like they're going to win this game 29-28 and stay in the thick of the division race, though certainly there's, with four seconds left, we've seen crazier things happen this week. Kenyon Drake. So, (laughs) as we continue... Will we be talking about a big come-from-behind Chargers victory? Or will the Chiefs find a way to Tyree kill their way into a victory? First, we find out what's trending with Deb Carson, D.C. Wow, that was a stunner. So the touchdown to Mike Williams from Phillip Rivers was indeed a touchdown. And they went for the two, and Mike Williams was wide open on that one. So it's a 29-28 lead, and now it's gone final, a 29-28 win for the Chargers over the Chiefs at Arrowhead. So the Chargers clinch a playoff spot with a win, and they are both now, uh, both of these teams, are 11-3 and on the season. So a log jam at the top of the AFC West. In other NFL news, a CT scan on the back of Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz revealed a fractured vertebrae. He won't need surgery. However, he will need some rest. Nick Foles will get the start for Philly Sunday against the Rams. Baseball news, the Dodgers have a new setup man for Kenley Jansen. They've agreed to a three-year $25 million deal with right-handed reliever Joe Kelly. couple of games are final in the association. James Harden with a 50-point 10 rebound, 11 ascents, triple-double. And the Rockets beat the Lakers 126-111. LaMarcus Aldridge, 27 for San Antonio. Spurs with a home win over the Clippers, 125-87. Also have a game still underway in Orlando. And the Bulls have taken the lead, 79-77 over the Magic. 7.35 to go fourth quarter. Four to go in the second in Phoenix. Suns with a 40-35 to lead over the Mavericks. Guys, back to you. Thank you, DC. You Hunter what? Henry. Did what you see him? What a game Whoa. for Hunter Henry. Uh, beating Derek Johnson on that final two. Oh, point yeah. Conversion. Johnson couldn't keep keep me up. The foot speed not there. Fit the fake. Wide open. Chargers Woo. win a thriller over the Chiefs 29-28. Joining us now on the hotline, fresh off of breaking the news on Dino Baber's huge extension at Syracuse. CBS Sports NFL insider, friend of the show, Jason Lock and Foreign. What's happening, Jay? Hey, I told you guys he wasn't going anywhere, man. You were right. He couldn't, hey. he couldn't have got out of that contract if he tried, so he <laughs> might as well re-up. You said it was, what, like $20 million to get him out of it, right? Yeah, it was a crazy buyout. It was it was not going to happen. And I know in your, in your head you're thinking, you know, at some point when I welcome you to the show every week, there's going to be a non-Syracuse headline, right, that we don't? Well, <laughs> uh, eventually, maybe, perhaps. 
Well, speaking of headlines, let's talk about what we just saw a couple moments ago. I love the gutsy call by Anthony yeah. Lynn on fourth and goal. You're on the road against a high-octane offense. It was a great call, but, man, was that some kind of blown defense by the Chiefs. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was a lot of things that could have gone either way there down the stretch. I mean, they missed the, the obvious call on Rivers getting hit in the head after he's already down, and then, you know, you had a situation where they call a ticky-tack P.I. at the end, you know, in, in the back of the end zone to, to put the Chargers in position to score the touchdown. On the touchdown, there could have been offensive pass interference, um, and then uh, just plain blown coverage on the two-point conversion for the win for for uh, for the Chargers. What what a I mean those those are two of the five best teams in football you know um, and and uh, one of them's gonna have to be a wild card and and go on the road somewhere in in three weeks which seems a little bit uh, unfair but I, I tell you what the Chiefs came really close to losing back to back games at Arrowhead and being in bad shape right now I mean that, the way they beat the Ravens I mean the fourth and nine the fourth and three. Uh, boy, they almost lost to Lamar Jackson. So the, I think the margins for them, guys, are really slim now. Well, as we um, you, talked about, though, Jason, I mean, the, the Chargers being used to uh, being on the road, man. <laughs> yeah, the home games yeah, the home games are road games. Everything's a road game. They've traveled really well this year. Um, and I think the Chiefs now, without Kareem Hunt, um, and, and I'm not a big Sammy Watkins guy, but his presence in an offense already that robust really does kind of put it over the top. Tariq Hill's been on the, uh, you know, the, the the injury report a lot lately. He's not a hundred percent. You know, Spencer Ware becomes the number one running back when Hunt's gone. He immediately got the crap knocked out of him in the Ravens game. He hasn't been great. Um, you know, I mean, I just think great, but he, you know, he hasn't been anything close to a hundred percent. They've had some injuries on the offensive line. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting race there um, to see how that plays out. I don't discount the Chargers' chances. Well, and also, Derek Johnson had a rough night tonight stopping Hunter Henry. That was that was really difficult. <laughs> yeah, I. you know what? I have a feeling Hunter Henry, that he might not show up in the box score at all. There's a decent chance. Hey, he got a game ball. What no, are you no, talking no, about? No, 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 what do they say? You don't need to show up in the box score to have a huge effect on the game. No, you, you know, the, the one thing I see with, with the Chiefs is that, and it's pretty clear what the strategy is, and certain teams can do it better, is that now it's okay. Now we got to make Patrick Mahomes make quick decisions. And we'll live with it. If it's right or wrong, we'll live yeah. with that. But the, the longer, the more time he has, he's just going to find a guy. So if we if we sell out, we blitz. If we make him throw it early and he throw it, guys are open, then guys are open. But that's clearly the best way to go. Well, and if you can keep him in the pocket. I mean, the fourth and nine play across his body for 50 yards to uh, Tyreek Hill in the Ravens game. I mean, he was almost out, out of bounds. I mean, some of the, 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 the opening touchdown tonight, he drifts all the way to the end line, holds, 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 and then makes that beautiful throw. Uh, I, I think you're, you're – I don't – I mean, you have to find a way to contain him. You know, whether you use the outside guys more just to keep him inside than you do, you know, I, 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 boy. I mean, not that there's anything he doesn't do well, but on the run especially, it's you, you, you just can't defend it because he can run it himself. He could throw it near side. He could throw it far side. He could throw it eight yards. He could throw it 68 yards. Um, and, and he's special, and, and he's the MVP. But, you know, the games that they've struggled with, uh, the, you know, even some of the ones that they've won, you know, the Denver games have been tough. The Baltimore game was tough. This Chargers game with their pass rush, tough. So, you know, some of these matchups in the postseason will be interesting. You know, could a Houston be a tough out 
for Kansas City. Um, especially again if Kansas City if, if the road doesn't go through Arrowhead, um, this is going to be a really interesting couple of weeks in the AFC West. Well, interesting. The Chargers back-to-back weeks coming coming through big time in the fourth quarter. This one, no Keenan Allen being the story. Have you heard Antonio Gates' name that many times Man, this year? I, uh, no, not at all. <laughs> to do it this late in the year, I mean, that's the whole game I'm thinking. It's almost Christmas. Like, I thought this guy might be like Adrian <laughs> Peterson at this point. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of like taking up space or whatever, but... No, it's it's amazing. I mean, no Keenan Allen, no Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, for the for the whole game, no Austin Eckler, and they still put up 28 points. Um, now Kansas City's defense isn't great, but we know they do have a pass rush. And you knew the Chargers when they got behind were going to have to throw it and be less balanced than they normally would, especially with a healthy Melvin Gordon. And they still get this win at Arrowhead. Um, Look, I thought the Chargers would win the division. I thought they had one of the best rosters in football. You just wondered if the injury bug would get them. Um, you just wondered if they'd find a way to be their own worst enemy, as they often have been with special teams or boneheaded plays or a drop at the end of a game. or um, you know. But they, they're, they're a legit football team, and I, I wouldn't want to play them right now, you know, whether it's at StubHub Center or, or, or anywhere else. When we get outside of this game, obviously Patrick Mahomes has been the best quarterback in the NFL. He's the MVP for a reason. But if the Chiefs don't win the division, sometimes it's kind of hard to make a quarterback the MVP. Is Phillip Rivers going to get a lot of attention after this game? I I mean, I I think the the conversation about Phillip will intensify. But Phillip's the things that Patrick Mahomes does – I mean, Aaron Rodgers three, four years ago was doing some of that stuff, but I don't see anybody else doing it right now. You know, Russell Wilson can do it, but they've become more of a run-oriented team. You know, they're going to end up with three guys in Seattle probably, you know, three running backs over 700 yards when it's all said and done, especially with what Mahomes is doing now. Because, again, the Baltimore game, there's no Kareem Hunt. There's no Sammy Watkins. Tyreek Hill spent half the game getting medical attention. You know, uh, Ware spent half the game getting medical attention. He willed that team. Like, you know, he he made it all happen. And I think he's doing that again. You know, he did it again tonight. It wasn't enough. The defense couldn't hold in the end. But, no, I I don't think anybody's overtaken Patrick Mahomes at this point. He's going to have 50 touchdowns. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, CBS Sports NFL insider, Jason Lockenfor with us here on the show. You know, we talked about the Chargers a lot and how well they've played and how they could wind up winning this division. They still going to have enough? If you could get a crystal ball out, you say at the end of this season, who are we talking about as AFC West champions? I mean, the Chiefs could lose their next game, I think. Um, I like the Chargers' chances at home, you know, with all with this extra rest, getting Baltimore coming to them. Baltimore will try to play ball control and squat on the ball, but I, I still think the Chargers will have too much in the end. And you know, if they go if, if they go into Week 17 with a lead, they they might not give it up. Um, I would not I would not discount the Chargers' chances. I I I think in some ways they're especially when Melvin Gordon comes back. I think they're a little more balanced than the Chiefs in some ways. All right, Jason, I have to say it. uh, With the Ravens coming out here uh, for the Christmas weekend, uh, Jason Smith uh, boldly stepped out on the limb by himself yesterday. I did. uh, To declare that Lamar Jackson will be a pro bowler next year. What say you? 
Lamar Jackson, Pro Bowl quarterback, 2019. I asked whether he was the fourth or seventh alternate. <laughs> you know, look, man, I, I'm not sure about Pro Bowl next year, but I think the kid's going to win a lot of football games. And uh, the the key question there is who's coaching him. You know, is right. Harbaugh back with Marty Morningweg? Is Harbaugh back with somebody else running the offense? Do they get a Josh McDaniels type? I, I think a guy like Josh could do pretty special stuff with Lamar. And he's got no cast around him either. I mean, it better be better than Crabtree and Willie Sneed, sure. you know, and John Brown next year as their big three. And I say that in air quotes. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and even what they're doing on the ground, you know, he's not doing this with stud running backs. With sure. him. He's doing with Gus Edwards, who was a seventh round or, you know, a street free agent off the practice squad. And, you know, he's doing it with Kenneth Dixon, who's been suspended or hurt most of the last three years. And Ty Montgomery, who the Packers cut, you know, three or four weeks ago. So, I think there's definite upside there. I'm not sure about Pro Bowl. Follow him on Twitter at Jason Lock and Four. That's at Jason Lock and Four, a CBS Sports NFL insider. At least I'm glad it won't be Dino Babers coaching him because he's <laughs> staying at Syracuse. <laughs> there you go. Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate it. We'll talk, talk to you next to you guys week. Next week. Thank See you, buddy. Great stuff there from Jason Lock and Four. Tonight's show brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Coming up next, more breakdown of this absolute thriller, including. What kind of role the officiating is going to play post-game as far as whose fault it was, the Chargers won, <laughs> and the Chiefs lost. It's next on Fox. Rivers rolls to the right, throws to the end zone, caught! It's good! Mike Williams with the grab! Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. But can you recall the best two-point conversion of all? Philip and the Chargers had the ball on the two. They ran a play to the end zone, and all the Chiefs went to the middle. Tyrell <laughs> had his arms up. Before Phillip threw the ball, Mike Williams caught the football. Chargers win 29-28. See, it's the new uh, the new song right no, there. No, it's good. It's a re- I like the remix. It's got a funky beat. I can really bug out to it. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you got to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more in car insurance, extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Chargers beat the Chiefs 29-28. They're going I had to the them playoffs. all the way. Chargers are going to the playoffs. The division is up for grabs. We have a huge game to break down here, especially since the way it was won. A thrilling drive by the Chargers in the final two minutes. They convert a big fourth and eight to Benjamin for the first down, and they get a couple of beneficiary, a beneficial calls to help them at the end. Touchdown pass to Mike Williams. Could have been offensive pass interference, not called. Then a two-point conversion to Mike Williams. That wins the game with four seconds left to go. Yeah, the call, the, the two-point call is just absurd. And the yeah. defensive breakdown there. That was awful. But let's let's deal with the two biggest officiating calls of the game right now. Sure. Because this is what's going to gain a lot, of, a lot of attention here. There were three calls in the final minute. There was Phillip Rivers scrambling and getting hit, helmet-to-helmet hit, by a Chiefs linebacker. That was not called. That should have been a personal foul penalty, and it should have been first and goal for the Chargers at the five-yard line. 
but it was not. Right. Play was over. Right. So the next play, the Chargers throw to the end zone, and Williams goes up to grab it. Pass interference is called. A little bit of a ticky-tack pass interference, but the DB reached out, pulled down on Williams' arm. He couldn't reach up to grab it. They call pass interference. Then the touchdown on the next play, which is a little bit of a push-off by Mike Williams. Sure. So let's so let's deal with these three calls. Number one, the offensive push-off is not called nearly as often as defensive pass interference. So to think that you're going to get offensive pass interference, I mean, think about how many times do you get OPI in the Oh, game? no, you're not getting that call. I mean, maybe we, we saw that. Once, we saw that right? a number of times from both sides tonight that wasn't called. It happens. Yeah, no, it, it, they, they let that play. Yeah, you rarely get that. But – I'm a fan here of the ends justifying the means. The Chargers should have had first and goal from the five. So the makeup call to give them first and goal from the five, albeit with less time left on the clock, I'm okay with that. It should have been first and goal at the five. The referees made it first and goal at the five, calling the ticky-tack pass interference. So, yes, I- I'm okay with that because that's where it should have been. Yeah, to me, it's clear pass interference, right? It's just you don't know if he can get the other arm up, right? It's a, it's a tough catch, unlikely catch but he's never given the opportunity to make a true play on the ball with both arms. So you have no idea how that play would come down. So uh, to make that call, certainly there. The Phillip Rivers no call, that's going to be the one discussed, right? Because you do everything you can for 59-plus minutes. You're protecting the quarterback at every turn. Every game is protect the quarterback. And here he gets a blow to the head in the open field. This isn't at the bottom of a pile. So – a lot of discussion to fall out of that one. More of it coming up next, including the gutsiest call of the year on the two-point conversion. It's next on Fox. Incredible theater at Arrowhead. The Chargers, second week in a row, get down early and come back with a huge victory, 29-28. A big two-point conversion pass from Phillip Rivers to Mike Williams. Does it for the Chargers. They win it and now are in a tie for first place in the AFC West. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, joining us now on the hotline, one of the heroes for the Chargers, running back Justin Jackson. Congrats on the win. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, so take me back. You guys score the touchdown. Any debate? Was it going to be two-point conversion, kicking the extra point? Take me through it. Uh, you had to ask Coach Lamb, but it seemed like he was going for two the whole time. As soon as we scored <clears> – <throat> The field goal team started to run on, and he pushed them back and held two points up. And I think all of us were all for it. Like, you know, we have a lot of confidence in our game plan. And, uh, you know, a lot of confidence in the legend of the quarterback we got back there. So it worked out. See, because I kind of thought Phillip Rivers called it because as soon as it was in the end zone, he was going two. I'm like, I don't think the I don't think the extra point team's coming on the field here. Nah, yeah, they, they got him off the field real quick. <laughs> I think uh, maybe the other guys wasn't too sure about – Coach Lynn's decision, but he was very sure about it. And once he signaled to us, I think the offense was down. And then the Chiefs uh, forgot to cover the guy who had the biggest night of the of everybody. Yeah, I mean Mike, man, he's been grinding all year. We call him the big horse. He's a big, big, real big target down there, and uh, he stepped up big for us. Now, obviously, for me, I mean, the, the personal interest, con- congratulations on the big game you had tonight. I'm, I'm an older Northwestern alum, so uh, go Cats. Okay. So, okay, okay. so a little bit of love right. there. Yeah, as as my partner here, Justin, just starts shaking his head, going, "All right, I was counting the over under as to when you got that in." Yeah, I was just... <laughs> oh, yeah, you, yeah, you, you got to get that in, man. Got to get that in. Represent. 
Got to to represent as we go. But for you, I mean, obviously over the course of the year, waiting and biding your time, the short week after a victory against Pittsburgh and, and for the offense, a slow start to this game. But once again, the resilience just coming through. Yeah, man, I think and that just goes to show how the team we have. You know, we've been down early in a lot of our games this year, honestly. But just to have the grit to fight back and to trust in each other to fight back and you know, make those plays at the end, um, man, it just goes to show what type of team we are. And you know, I think definitely think that will continue with the type of guys we got in the locker room. All right, Justin, final drive. Obviously, the, the refs missed the big helmet-to-helmet hit on Phillip Rivers, and Phillip yeah. Rivers was going <laughs> – yeah, go ahead, tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, as many times as we done got that called against us, it'd be nice to have some reciprocity, you know. But, hey, we had to keep fighting after that, you know. I think it was like 20-something seconds. and Or actually, I think we ended up calling a timeout like 13 seconds or something like that. Yeah, that was a lot of game clock that ran off, absolutely. Yeah, it was a big play for sure. I was a little worried there for a second going, hey, I know you guys wanted that call, but uh, the time is still going to tick <laughs> off the clock here. Yeah, you know Phil. He's very animated about everything. So he was like, "Come on, Phil, come on, Phil." <laughs> did, did you did you catch any of what he had to say there, Justin? Because we know he doesn't uh, curse. No, no, he don't curse. He says stinking and this and all that. It's the worst gosh dolly call I've ever seen. I can't yep. believe that. <laughs> exactly, all that type of stuff. <laughs> hey, could you catch anything that any of the Chiefs players were saying after the final two point conversion? Because they just look stunned coming off the field. Oh yeah, I, I didn't catch it, but I get I've been there before, so I know exactly how they feel. <laughs> um, uh, just for us to be able to come back and, and then go for two at the end like that, such a ballsy call. You know, I think. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to come back after you know an, an opposing team makes play like that. So I mean, but I'm glad it was us and not them. <laughs> 29-28, Chargers with a win over the Chiefs and proud Northwestern alum. Justin Jackson with a touchdown. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by. Keep on keeping on, man. We'll talk to you All down right. the road. Appreciate you, man. Go Cats. See you, Justin. There he goes. Love keep on keeping there on. There you go. Appreciate you, there man. You go. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, there you go. You got That's another guy on your side. Bump. I got him there. You got another guy on your side. <laughs> How about Justin Jackson? Yeah. Got that called against us so many times. He did some reciprocity. That's pretty good. I no, like it that. Well, it's true. Well, you know what? When you go to Northwestern, you learn words like reciprocity. Well, there you go. I don't Next think I've level. ever done an interview with an athlete ever that's used the word reciprocity, except for maybe Bill Walton. That may be the only one. <laughs> well, but you would have had to parse that in a nine-minute response to where you might have yeah. hissed that he used the word he had rec- reciprocity. He had reciprocity in there. <laughs> yeah, Jackson, nice. 16 for 58, and a touchdown on the ground. Also, three catches for 27 yards. The third catch, one off his shoe shoelaces uh, in that drive. But, you know, you, m- you mentioned the, the big play with Phillip Rivers. That's the one that's going to be talked about quite a bit. Obviously, the pass interference call in the end zone uh, that that is also going to be there. The hand being held down and was it catchable? Not catchable. But when we talk about player safety, and that's been the buzz in the NFL and football in general going on the last couple of years. When you miss a call in the open field like that, okay, and you could say, okay, Philip Rivers was a runner, bang bang play, whatever. Uh, you took a blow to the head of a quarterback that he came. Philip was on his way down, and that's a couple of steps. Because Philip Rivers isn't evading anybody either. No, that's right? not so, happening. So that's once, happening. once he's been touched, he's going down. So now you're looking at you know something the league will certainly have a comment on, I'm sure, as it flows. In the end, the Chargers emerge victorious in this game. Uh, the push-off, non-push-off, both sides 
have plenty of opportunity to raise their hands and question officiating throughout this game. We had some ticky-tack fouls uh, earlier in the in the game called against, I said fouls because that's what it felt like, like it was a pickup <laughs> game going, you don't call your own. I missed a shot terribly, but you know what? You got me. You got me. And that's what it felt like in the secondary, that you saw a few of those earlier in the game that left you wanting, and then down the stretch, you know, there's going to be calls for and against in every game, and we can always go into the judgment calls uh, and and wait for the one that either helps or hinders our squad. But certainly on a, on a standalone game of this magnitude, those are going to be uh, reviewed ad nauseum in the press over the next 24 hours as we look at the great game that Hunter Henry had. <laughs> hey, you don't have to be in the box score to have a big impact on the game. It's well, he inspired we'll the Chargers, no question hour. about yes. it. It's something we'll get into coming up later on this but hour. How, but on how about show, this one for you, Jason? Antonio Gates, four catches, 54 yards tonight on five targets. <laughs> a throwback game for the ages, but Mike Williams, your star, obviously. Seven for 76, two touchdown receptions, the two-point conversion. Oh, and a rushing touchdown along the way. You have yourself a day. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. Thanks to Justin Jackson for stopping by on the show with yeah, us. Yeah, buddy. a lot of fun. Uh, if you missed it, it's going to go up at foxsportsradio.com momentarily. I think uh, we are working feverishly uh, to get that back up there for you. But the two-point conversion call, you heard Justin Jack- Jackson say, the, you know, the, the field goal team, the extra point team was coming on the field, and they got off the field pretty fast. When it happened, I love the call. It looked like Phillip Rivers made the call because right after the touchdown, you saw him put two fingers up yeah. like, hey, no, 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 we're going for two. Let's finish Like, this. I don't know if that was an Anthony Lynn call or not because that was really fast to see Phillip Rivers put up the two fingers to say, okay. But I love the call because when you go for two points, you have to think about the situation the game is. You can't just decide, you know what, screw it. We're going to go for two here. We're going to find a way to do it because that's the gutsy way. That's how you win football games. You don't go for two when it's a situation like you're in London and you've traveled all that way and it's not like you're seeing an offensive explosion of a game and you want to go for two just because you think you can get two points on a play. You have to realize everything going into the game. At that point, you don't want to go for two. That's not the right time to do it. That's not the Frank Reich. That's not the way to do it. So I didn't like it then. I like this mainly because... Of the circumstances, they're on the road. Monday night, the division title is at stake. They win this game, and they're right there. They lose, and the Chiefs have it. You go to overtime, there's no guarantee you're going to really see things because you're playing a red-hot offense that, with Patrick Mahomes, is going to be able to get down the field and put points on the board. So you can either get one play for two yards when your offense has been really humming Throughout late late in this game, you were down two touchdowns, came back. You were humming along pretty good. One play, two yards. You have a play to get you those two yards. And that's why I like the decision, because of the circumstances surrounding it. This was, do I want Patrick Mahomes to take the opening kickoff in overtime, and maybe we don't see the football? Well, do I want to see Phillip Rivers get sacked on third and 12 from the 15-yard line? We're punting, and that's going to be the end of the game, because Mahomes is going to run around and make plays. I don't want to, I don't want to put that 
at risk. So we're going to go for it here, one play, two yards to win or lose it. Well, and it's another game that you clawed back into, right? You gave up the early 7 nothing lead. You had the interception of Rivers early. You look at the way this game played out. You don't have Melvin Gordon. You don't have Keenan Allen. You've been able to battle through. You get a monster game from Williams. Jackson should have had a second touchdown, right? They If Phillip throws a better pass, they complete on, on that. He's got the linebacker trailing. He gets it over uh, the back shoulder. You got an easy score, and, and a lot of this is moot. Or Well, Kansas City gets the ball back, and then you maybe get one more defensive stand. But the, the point being, there's a lot of other factors you know, built into this game of you, you clawed back and you had this opportunity at, at that moment. Don't give him the ball back. You've got momentum. You've got to push. Your, your wide receivers are getting space. It's just a matter of the excellence of execution by your offensive line up front. And Phillip Rivers, they make the perfect call, right? Everybody sucks into the middle of the line, mm-hmm. and somehow the hottest guy on the team tonight is standing by himself, and all it was, <laughs> just Philip, don't overthrow him. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we'll hear from Philip Rivers, set to meet the media following this thrilling come-from-behind victory, 29-28. We know he's not going to curse. But what does Philip Rivers have to say? Always entertaining. We got it next, right here on Fox. San Diego charts. Oh, sorry. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Starting to come down now from the thrilling Chargers come from behind 29-28 victory. Chargers down two touchdowns late. Get the tying score with four seconds left. And then a gutsy two-point conversion call from Anthony Lynn sees Phillip Rivers throwing to an uncovered Mike Williams in the end zone for the game-winning score. Matt Money Smith losing his voice there at the end of the well, game. Well, that's a lot of excitement. That's a lot of it, you know voice inflection down the stretch with all the big plays, penalties that weren't, weren't called. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, sure. We could, if we roll back and we get the call on the Rivers no-hit, I'm sure he was screaming <laughs> in the booth for that one as well. But... The main thing we look at now is the playoffs coming off this week. And speaking of being on the road to the playoffs, Chargers evening things up with the Chiefs in the AFC West are going. The last two weeks, we have watched the Chargers on the road in the cold. What's the Dennis Green thing? We got to go on the road in the cold, in the snow in the wind, with a hostile environment, and play our style of football. And we don't want it any other way. The Chargers have you, you like that? Remember that? That was pretty good. Still, no, come on now. If you had had that, Dennis Green, that would have been really cool. They are who we thought they That's were. That's not, okay. So, the last two weeks, they go on the road, in the cold, in the wind, in a hostile environment, come from behind after being down big to Pittsburgh, right. being down two touchdowns twice in the second half to the Chiefs, and they come away with wins in both games. And you win this game, and we talked with Justin Jackson earlier, you you win both these games without Melvin Gordon. (laughs) And you won this game without Keenan Allen. Right, and Keenan Allen was out early, right? You had the the near miss of a a would-be touchdown reception. Uh, Great effort on his part, but lands awkwardly and exits, and we don't see him again. 
Look, both teams are going to the playoffs after tonight. They're tied 11-3, and still the division up for grabs because with two games left, it's going to come down to tiebreakers most likely. But if you ask teams in the NFL, who's a team you don't want to play the most, right, no matter where it is? Yeah, teams are going to say, I don't want to play the Saints. I don't want to play the Rams. But I guarantee you they would all say, I don't want to play the Chargers. They played nothing but road games all year long. It doesn't matter. That's one thing is that, yes, when you play on the road all the time, you're used to playing on the road. And now they've shown that this high-octane offense travels in the cold pretty well. Yes, is it going to be colder in January? Yes, it is. But wherever the game is, you know they're going to be able to move the ball up and down the field. These last two weeks have been eye-opening ones for the Chargers. In the beginning of the year, it was week two where I said, watch out for the Chargers because the schedule is really easy these first eight or nine weeks. And this is not going to be a year, normally for the Chargers, where you know they go one and four, they fight their way back, and they win their last five games, and they either squeak into the playoffs at nine and seven or just miss the playoffs. They're going to make a lot of hay because they have an easy schedule. And they did. And they went all the way through. And then after they won a few games, suddenly other people in national media going, you know, the Chargers are really up there. Okay, that's great. But didn't know that the Chargers were for real. These last two weeks, but last week in Pittsburgh and tonight, you know they are a team that is so deep because you're talking about whoever they miss. And obviously if they miss Phillip Rivers, it might be a different story. But you're missing your number one running back, number one wide receiver, doesn't matter. Your best defensive player, doesn't matter. All those guys you have missed at some point over the course of this season, and you are still found a way to go 11-3. and three. Nobody wants to play the Chargers. They're the most dangerous team in the playoffs. Most dangerous team. I guarantee you, Philadelphia, uh, uh, New England is going, man, we really don't want – we used to love seeing the Chargers here. Belichick saying, we used to love seeing the Chargers here in the early 2000s. Yeah, you come in with LT, blah, blah, blah. We had your plays. Everything was fine. No, now it's all I do not want to see. The Chiefs don't want to see the Chargers. The Texans don't want to see the Chargers. Nobody in the AFC wants to see the Chargers. Well, you got big play threats, and you're getting good production out of running backs that were pretty buried on the depth chart, right? No Eckler tonight, either uh, in concussion protocol. But you look at the 11-3 Chiefs. They're on the road at Seattle next. And for everything you can say about Seattle, Seattle will run the ball. They will grind mm-hmm. clock yep. and keep Patrick Mahomes pacing like like a cat on the sideline. He will not get the opportunity to run up and down this field. And don't forget, you also had some opportunities left uh, on the the wayside as well. You had one bounce off Tyreek Hill's helmet. Uh, that was an easy touchdown. Uh, interesting random note, uh, Travis Kelsey's never gone for 100 yards, nor has he ever scored a touchdown against the Chargers now in 10 games. Just throwing it out there, apropos of nothing. But you have the Chargers with the series of road games. You, you watch anything that happens here. I can't wait to see uh, the game. They have a Saturday night game uh, against the Ravens next time out. And you, curious to see what the traveling is there. A lot of folks from Baltimore, I know, making the trip out for the holiday week and saying, hey, let's go to StubHub. Well, it won't be StubHub, StubHub. anymore. They're changing the name of it. Heard that a little bit earlier Yeah, Phillip River Stadium. Well, it could be that. They're going to name, yeah. Philip Rivers Stadium. Something about dig- Dignity Health, I believe, is going to Phillip be. Philip Rivers Stadium. Okay. Phillip well, not, Stadium. you'll get a statue, too. But the. The House of Zlatan. Zlatan. That's what they're going to call it. Now you're talking. <laughs> but the idea being that it'll be another most likely large Ravens contingent uh, in, this, in this crowd. 
And that's just the Chargers are used to that. They they battle back. Tough start to the game again tonight. We watched it last week against Pittsburgh. It's been a fun team to watch. Uh, and you just want to read be- Phillip's mind because he's not going to curse outwardly, mm-hmm. but you know he's blankety-blanking at every one of these guys along the way. So the Chargers and Phillip Rivers on the road to the playoffs. What did Phillip Rivers have to say following the game? He met the media moments ago. Let's take a listen. Third downs were good. Other than those two turnovers, we played pretty dang good. We really went how we wanted to go. Keep those guys on the sideline and convert third downs and score. And I didn't score as much as we wanted to, but guys up front battle, that's a tough pass rush if you're playing wherever you're playing. Play them here, it's even tougher because you laid off the ball. It's loud. And uh, and then the receivers all stepped up with Keenan, with Keenan out. They busted it. They just busted it. I think when we had Travis over there with him, we motioned Travis. So then they had to communicate. They were playing man coverage, and then they had to communicate. And I think they went in and out, and we had two coming in. So and then Mike went back out. Same play we ran for his first touchdown. We just dressed it up a little bit. The on the fourth down or the one before? The we one just before twice. The one before, yes. Yeah, so that was the second 20. That was huge. You know, Travis, we called that play. <clears throat> um, we called the, that play uh, a few plays earlier. I'm not sure where I threw it. And uh, – Travis came to me and said, hey, if we call that again now, I think I'm going to have a chance. You know, just our receivers, I trust them so much because they, they don't tell you they're open when they're not. They tell you what they really happen. And so then we called it again, and I said, all right, Trav, here you go. I'm about to give you give it a shot. I'm going to peek at you and see. And sure enough, he came roaring in there with that speed and made a great catch and then kept, catch the fourth down ball. He's never in there in the slot running a bender with four verts. He's never in there. And it was one of those, all right, Traff, this is just, we're going to trust you. Get in there. And sure enough, he'd been in there right at the right time. And those were two huge plays in that drive, obviously. Yeah, I threw a couple that a couple that were little floaters today. But, yeah, I had a couple that came out pretty good. And no, thankfully, yeah. in, those, in that situation. But had a couple of those. Team effort. I mean, our defense, very opportunistic at the right time. Hey, this is it. We got we, we, No more. We got to have a stop right now or this thing's going to get out of hand. You know, we had a couple of those situations, and they came up big. And, uh, I mean, that, that offense, I know they weren't on the field as much as they're used to being on the field, but they had, didn't have 300 yards offense. I mean, so hats off to our defense. You took a shot. Yeah. I thought so. I thought so. Um, I mean, I feel good, but yeah, I didn't have any problems other than I thought we we're going to get a first down and half the distance, but the things are happening fast out there. Um, so I understand why they, they can't see them all. It's just, they seem to usually err on the side of, of, of thinking it is and not thinking it's not. You scored the touchdown. They were kicking you, tried to run on and give out. What was the conversation there? I was gone. I was going to the sideline. Going to overtime, and uh, Coach Lynn said, "Let's go win it right now. Let's go for two. Let's go win it right now." And it, when he said that, there was so much conviction from him. It was, "Yeah, let's go win it right now." I mean, it was immediately turn around, let's go win it. I mean, and if we didn't win it, we didn't win it. But I think his conviction, it wasn't like oh, it wasn't. It was no, let's go win the game. And you got a little time too to that review. So yeah, so you had plenty of time. Mike. Yeah, I think it was just that. What do you want? What do we want? I mean, what, what Mike was rolling. It was Mike, but in that in those situations, it's the guy that's caught more touchdowns than any tight end ever in football, and Mike Williams, who's on fire. So let's give these two guys a shot and win and lose with them right there. And so we had Gates running the back line, and we had Mike running what he ran, and and one of them was going to get a shot. So there's Philip Rivers on the road to the playoffs for the Chargers. Speaking of being on the road, do you think it's okay to drive Stone? Truth is, your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel.
If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. Uh, we'll get into that coming up in a couple minutes. But one thing coming off Philip Rivers, uh, one I've always loved about his press conferences is that he always sounds like, he's never sounds like I'm standing in front of a podium, you're asking me questions and I answer. It sounds like he's having a conversation sure. with a bunch of his friends. I mean, that's re- to be able to pull that off is really difficult. To turn a pre- to turn a uh, Philip, can you talk about that? Yeah, well, you know, coach called this play, but to make it sound like they're all hanging out having beers, and he's just explaining, telling them a great story about what just happened at work today. I mean, that's a that's a, that's an art to be able to do. Well, that. and that's a guy that that's who he he's been win or loss for a long time. I mean, obviously, the excitement and adrenaline carrying over. We watched him bounce from interview to interview uh, before hitting the podium, as we have our monitors. Uh, tuned in to anything that's going to give us NFL information at this hour here in the Geico studios. So we certainly saw Philip grab a microphone, still jacked up with <laughs> pretty much everybody. Uh, and that's the fun thing. You know, I have an update of a certain tight end. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We have a rhymes with Schmunner Schmenry update yeah. coming up in a minute. But first... Let's check out what's trending with Deb Carson, D.C. All right. Well, talking about that game, it was the 11th time in his career Philip Rivers has led a comeback from being down 14 or more. Shotgun snap. Rivers rolls to the right, throws to the end zone. Caught. It's good. It's good. Mike Williams with the grab. Chargers lead 29-28. That was with about four seconds on the clock, and that would be the final score, 29-28. Chargers beat the Chiefs, and they clinch a playoff spot. That was Matt Money Smith on KFI AM 640, the Chargers radio network. Both of the teams 11-3, but Anthony Lynn asked afterwards, why go for two? Like I said, we we didn't come here to tie. We came here to win, so uh, I was going to do that. Regardless. And when they did. In other NFL news, a CT scan on the back of Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz revealed a fractured vertebrae. He won't need surgery. He will need rest. So it'll be Nick Foles going for Philly Sunday against the Rams. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Just one game still underway in the NBA. Fourth quarter just about to get underway in Phoenix Suns. Leading the Mavericks 78 67. The other two Texas teams won tonight. Rockets beat up the Lakers 126 111. Spurs with a 125 87 win over the Clippers. And the Magic topped the Bulls 97 91, guys. Thanks, DC. You bet. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. Uh, more on the Chargers 29 28 victory over the Chiefs, but from a different angle, because earlier today, Uh, The biggest news that was made (laughs) over the course of the day in sports was from ESPN Stephen A. Smith. And I normally don't like talking about other sports talk personalities because it's it's kind of a thing. But when you're the news, you're the news. And sometimes you make the news. And certainly what he did today made the news. When Jamel Hill made the news, she makes the news. When other people make the news, when Colin Coward makes the news, he makes the news. And you react to it. We're a read and react business. And what Stephen A. Smith said earlier today on first take, previewing tonight's game between the Chargers and the Chiefs, owned the news cycle up until the beginning of the game, through the game, and even through the thrilling end. This is Stephen A. Just giving his prediction what he expects to see or expected to see in tonight's game for the Chargers. I'm going to have some faith in, in Spencer Way and thinking that, you know, he can do some things. I'm keeping my eyes on this matchup right here. Spencer you got Ware's your linebacker. Out. I'm sorry? 
Spencer Ware is out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I forgot. I'm sorry, out Max. I'm foot. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He is out. But I'm thinking Tyreek Hill. I'm yeah. thinking Patrick Mahomes. I'm also looking at the San Diego Chargers on offense, and I'm thinking about Hunter Henry and the way that he's played this year and as effective as he's been. He's going up against Derrick Johnson, and I got to keep my eyes on that. Okay. First thing, it, it, Los Angeles Chargers. But that's okay. People say San Diego all the time. And obviously, Go as you know by Chargers. now, Go. Derrick Johnson is not in the NFL. No. Hasn't been in the NFL. Hunter Henry has not played all year for the Chargers. Remember, very big story, torn ACL very early in the preseason. It was, oh, my goodness, Hunter Henry is out. What are the Chargers going to do at tight end? They re-sign Antonio Gates, and look where they are right now. And that was absolutely stunning. This wasn't just, hey, you know, oh, yeah, I miss it. No, this was, I look at Hunter Henry and the year that he is having. Stephen A. Smith tried to soften it on Twitter later by saying, sorry, yeah, yeah, no, of course I meant Virgil Green, and I said Hunter Henry. Virgil Green, who in the last month has seen one target. Well, he's generally a blocker a, a, yes. altogether. Yes. Like, he's not a receiver. Going up That was why Derek he Johnson. didn't stick around in Denver. Yeah. He doesn't, doesn't address the part about Derek Johnson not being right. in the league. And this is stunning because, number one, what Stephen A. Smith did was completely embarrass ESPN as a whole because he's the face of ESPN. Hey, good day to be us at Fox. Bad day to be ESPN because he's the face, like it or not, of ESPN. And this is a guy that couldn't be bothered to watch enough football to know that Hunter Henry doesn't play and Derrick Henry is not even in the league. Right now, I get Spencer Derek Johnson. Derrick Johnson, sorry. Derrick Henry ran for 200 yards last week. We'll see him again. He's uh, in yeah. every fantasy question I'm being asked. Does he have another big game? <laughs> no. Yeah, he's going to run for 300 this week. He yeah, may top everything. Happen. He may top OJ. It's not just the fact that when you say Spencer, where, okay, I don't know if he's out or not. He's out. All right, great. I get that. Sure. But Hunter Henry hasn't played all season. So this tells you the work ethic and the desire that some people have to be on top of things and know what's going on in what they do for a living. This is so embarrassing. There's people at ESPN, talent, behind-the-scenes producers that must want to bang their heads against the wall going, this guy is our star, and he can't be bothered to watch the NFL for five minutes. Because now I know he doesn't know anything about the Chiefs at all. He just knows, oh, Patrick Mahomes is good. I mean, there's people that watch more NFL in five minutes that know things about. Anybody who plays fantasy knows Hunter Henry hasn't played in a while. This was stunning on so many levels, and plus, it was lazy because any host who really cares about what they do and is not just someone to put stuff out there for shock value and live off the reputation of who they are. Again, I don't like talking about other people in the business, but Stephen A. Smith is news, and this is embarrassing. Most people would say, you know what? If we're going to talk about the Chiefs and the Chargers, I need to at least do some research on this. And I need to get a couple of producers to tell me, okay, look, this game, what's something I can say that's not... Patrick Mahomes is great. And the producer says, okay, here's the Chargers. Justin Jackson's going to play. That's an interesting part because you have Melvin Gordon is hurt. But whatever you want to say, here's something else. But none of that was done. And nobody checked what he was going to talk about. No, but that's that's it. It's a fail all the way through from your producer, director, all the way on down. And that's that This is a block. And I was there for a long time. That's not how ESPN does things. That's not how they've ever done things where people can go on the air that unprepared for something. Right. I mean, this is given it. Because this isn't this isn't a tag tag on at the end of a segment going, oh wait, we we finished that argument short. We got two minutes. 
hey, you know, guys, later on tonight, there's going to be, and then you talk about a Phoenix Suns matchup or something. Mm. Oh, how deep the the depth chart we're not talking about them so maybe you're not prepared and you you don't have something ready off the cuff other than to say they stink but this is a standalone big primetime nfl matchup the last thursday night game of the year two of the most exciting offenses in the game two most recognizable quarterbacks the way they've been playing in the game right now and it's it's a block Right, A mm-hmm. block, C, B block, C block. Right, we write down next to our our times. You know what the jumping off point is going to be, and you go from that. For a television show, far more rehearsed yeah. and, and produced uh, than no no offense, Lee, than what we're doing here. <laughs> right, we're reacting to a game live as it's going down, trying to keep an eye on flags, down distance, other games in progress across the NBA, etc and wrap it all nice and tight and give it a big hug. This is, you know, first thing in the morning heading into a game as, all right, we'll preview the the Chiefs and Chargers, big game in the NFL coming up later. And then you've got the commercial break, and then you come back and you jump into that topic. That's a lot of hands that touch that before he opens his mouth. And here's And here's the other part of it is that not only did he do it, but he had the confidence and the balls to say, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to talk about this game not knowing at all if I'm right about it. Because clearly when you say Hunter Henry in the year he's having, you would think for a second if you were Stephen A. Smith, you would go, is he having a big year? I don't even know. He's their tight end, so he must be having a good year. The fact that he was okay going on the air with that, that's a special kind of I really don't care if I'm right or if I'm wrong. I know we all embrace debate, Mm -hmm. but this is where I'm sorry. Max Kellerman, other people should should have said, can I ever take you seriously again? If it's not a contrived debate show, it's can I ever take you seriously? Now, because they should have hammered him for that because he's always, and all the debate shows are always, I win, we're debating, it's real. You got to show me that you're real. But you back off because they just kind of blew it off. This is so embarrassing. And it's so embarrassing that someone in that position can be so unprepared and not care about being unprepared. If it's not basketball... I can't take him seriously for anything now. It's not well, he like, fell asleep in the boxing match. Well, it's not like <laughs> your opinion. There's people that tell me I'm crazy all the time when I say Lamar Jackson's going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. Well, you know, this is not where I'm just saying it, saying Lamar Jackson be Pro Bowl quarterback next year for the Eagles because the Eagles are so good. No, I mean, I give you my opinion, and I say why. That, and you made him an Eagle. You can think of, right, that's what I mean by if I make a mistake, <laughs> nice. you know, if I say something like that. But instead I say Lamar Jackson's Pro Bowl quarterback next year, with Harbaugh, all of these things. And you may think I'm crazy, may not like it, but I'm making an argument because I'm going to tell you what I think about it. And if you don't like that, that I can't help. Either you like it or you don't, but maybe you think about it, we entertain you. But to decide that I'm going to go on that edge to not really care if I'm right, when you have to think, if I am wrong, this could so completely hurt my reputation. And now, obviously, he's going to be on TV tomorrow. They'll find some contrived way for him to apologize. There's a great way to do it. He should have just said, I'm sorry, I should know more about the Chiefs and the Chargers. I don't. I'm going to go out and spend time with the Chargers. I'm going to go spend time with the Chiefs. Do the whole Steph Curry, I'll go visit NASA, because I really do think we landed on the moon. You can do that kind of apology tour and turn it into a positive thing. But to really double down and say things like, no, I was talking about Virgil Green, that that just doesn't wash, man. I mean, really, be authentic. 
be authentic when you when you do things. As many times as I say, and I see, I'll do the I'll do the Doug Gottlieb people I work with are phonies. I, you know, I don't know people that well that outside of outside of radio, but I know when I see something that's a contrived argument on television. Mm-hmm. You know what that and you know and, and but do I think that there's people who really believe what they say despite the fact that it is seems crazy? Yeah. I, sure. I see people on TV on Fox that I you know I, I think okay there's no way no but they believe it but they and if you believe it that's fine because that's what you're paid to do is to go on TV and to say what you think break down and have an opinion not, that's right you believe it I can't believe he's genuine for anything now not that you really could before but this is one of those boy we see how the sausage is made and now you look at it this is like a a, a standing example of what's happened to ESPN in the past few years. And it's like, wow, because I mean it. They would have never allowed a host on the air that unprepared for anything ever. And you got Berman sitting here going, I can't get on TV anymore? No, 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 I but, that, but that becomes the question. Who's the fall guy? What, I, what I producer know, I know gets... more football than, than anybody on the planet, and I can't no, get on TV? They're going to claim somebody burgundied him uh, and put it in the teleprompter and that it's his fault. Two quick things, updates from you. First off, the Chargers, 19 minutes ago, uh, as if a kid coloring in crayon or maybe one of those things... Uh, that you show in the movie where guys are cutting letters out of magazines. The Chargers haven't beaten anyone good. That's good. Uh, But we do have a Hunter Henry update uh, while we're at it. On Twitter, bolt up! Wow, with three lightning bolts. That's his first Twitter uh, activity other than uh, talking about marriage books. Uh, Happy birthday last week for Hunter Henry, and then uh, looking for you to vote for his uh, wedding picture of his wife and he uh, at Arkansas Bride. Dot com. Now, the, the other thing, I would suspect one or both, Mr. Henry or Mr. Johnson, make an appearance on that show tomorrow. Live via oh, satellite. Sure. Check oh, it out. Yeah, yeah. Here he Let's is via Skype. Hi, how you doing? Absolutely. Let's get these two together. How it's going to go. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. The Chargers win. Dan Fouts with a huge touchdown pass to Charlie Joyner at the end. And boy, Steve Bono is upset that they lost. Coming up next, what did Patrick Mahomes have to say after potentially seeing his MVP candidacy take a hit? You'll hear from the Chiefs quarterback next on Fox. Shotgun snap, Rivers rolls to the right, throws to the end zone, caught! It's good! It's good! Mike Williams with the grab! Chargers lead 29-28! Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, you can visit geico.com. Chargers beat the Chiefs 29-28 in an absolute thriller, nodding things up in the AFC West. Maybe the Chiefs. We have figured them out a little bit. We're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes in a second. I will, David Fisdale. You explain losing to the... Well, never mind. You lose to everybody. But... The last couple weeks, what we have seen, and granted, it's really hard to slow down the Chiefs' offense. Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal, but you can slow him down a little bit. And what teams have done 
to slow them down. And I say, you know, scoring 28 points is slowing them down. I mean, the Jets would take 28 points in a game and say, oh, my God, thank you so much. But 28 points is slowing them down. This is the type of season Mahomes is having on his way to 60 touchdowns. Something happened. But the last couple of weeks, what you've seen is teams saying, you know what, screw it. We're going to make him throw the ball early, and we'll live with the results. If he throws the ball and he beats us, he beats us. But if we leave him back there, we let their athletic players run around the field, he improvises, and he kills us with that arm. So we're going to make him throw early, and we're going to keep him in the pocket. We may not sack him, but we're going to let him throw early, keep him in the pocket, and see if that can slow him down a little bit. And that's what's worked. So whereas the Chiefs were unbeatable four weeks ago, now suddenly it's, whoa, if you can score a little bit, and certainly the Chargers can score with them, if you can score with them, you can really slow them down, and you you have a chance to beat them in the playoffs. Well, you just remember that you look at the way this game started, right? You, you have the interception that Rivers throws. Char- the Chiefs come straight down the field, score a touchdown. Nine minutes left in the game, or in the first quarter, you've got a 7 nothing lead. By the end of the first quarter, it's 14 nothing. Those are Mahomes' two touchdowns. He didn't have anything else. Really, the rest of the night, you had a bunch of big plays early, one or two drives, and then you have the the running backs taking care of business. But they did a good job containing him. Two forty three on the night. You didn't have any of those really big plays to Tyree Hill. A couple of shots he did take down the field. Hill couldn't haul it in. Took one off the face mask in the end zone. Travis Kelsey. I mentioned the stat a little bit earlier. He's never scored nor gone over a hundred yards against the Chargers. They did a good job bottling him up. He barely bests. Antonio Gates in the stat sheet mm. just to show you what kind of night it is. So you you have a defense that the second half rallied and finally got pressure and made him uncomfortable, as uncomfortable as you've seen Patrick Mahomes this year because he normally looks like he's just going to keep sliding. Because even the first touchdown pass, sliding mm-hmm. towards the edge, yeah. sliding, buying enough time, touchdown. Here, they got after him. Great job by the front. Uh, going to hear from Patrick Mahomes coming up in about five minutes. Going to move a couple of things around right here. We're kind of going on the fly here, audibling. So we'll get Hot Patrick round! Mahomes here from Patrick Mahomes coming up in about five minutes. We're going to go to Vegas, uh, talk to Todd Furman as well, find out if odds for the MVP have kind of cut down a little bit. And I'll tell you what, if the Chiefs wind up a wild card, I don't think Patrick Mahomes can win the MVP, even if he is the MVP. We'll break that down coming up next. Jason and Mike, phone number is 877 on Fox. Get it on Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Chargers 29, Chiefs 28. We break it all down next on Fox. A big night for Kellen Winslow for the Chargers. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside. Final hour of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. And you can download the Best Of podcast. It goes up about an hour from now on iTunes, Google Play, FoxSportsRadio.com. Use the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Google Play, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to the whole show, parts of it. We talked about the Stephen A. Smith, Hunter Henry, Derek Johnson, whether it's a breakdown of the Chargers' incredible win over the Chiefs. We got it all covered right there. Don't forget to rate us. Give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Going to head to Vegas. In a couple minutes to find out just what the Chargers win over the Chiefs have done for NFL odds tonight. But first, let's hear from Patrick Mahomes, who is on his way to clinching the AFC West until Phillip Rivers snatched this one away with two fourth quarter touchdowns. Mahomes, 24-34, 243-2 touchdowns, but going down to defeat by a point. 
It's not that easy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Being green. Having to spend Sounds emotional. It is. I'm in a glass case of emotion. He also has a guitar with when him I as well, doing his post game. It was a little bit of a surprise. Well, you got to show a little bit of style. It's not going to happen at one point. A guy's going to go out there and do post game and then just pull out a guitar and just kind of play along. Start singing some depressing song and a loss. Some All right. death metal dirge. All right, let, let's let's uh, let's fast forward on the tape and hear uh, get a little bit later into the interview with Mahomes. He sang for a while. Hold on. All right. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I mean, they have a good defense, and uh, when you don't execute and you get penalties and stuff like that, that stalls out drives. And so uh, we. We got some we got some scores, but whenever we needed to move the ball at the end, we we didn't execute, and so uh, it's um, it sucks now. But we're gonna kind of recuperate and uh, come back and try to win these next two games. Not not really at all. I mean, it's two completely different defenses. Uh, both of them are very talented, uh, but uh, they play me the way that they've played uh, everyone the whole entire season, and so. It, our job was to execute. We didn't put enough points on the board uh, to get the win, and so uh, we didn't do our job uh, good enough, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they, you have guys like that on, on both ends as well as the guys they have in the middle. I mean, you have to learn to get the ball out faster. Uh, I have to do a better job with that. Uh, they, I mean, they, they, had a, they played a good game. I mean, they, they found a way to win in the end, and we didn't, and so you have to find ways to win in this league. Succeed so and proceed. Yeah, look, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, it's not easy being great. You sounded like um, Kermit Stitch. Frog here. There you go. That was better. His MVP candidacy will end if the Chiefs wind up a wild card. Sure. It's hard to give him the MVP, even though he is clearly what he's done this year as a quarterback. He's the best player in the NFL. But I'm talking about the reality of with all the love for Drew Brees, even though Drew Brees is not having the season, Patrick Mahomes, is you're going to see a big push now for Phillip Rivers after the big comeback tonight, the last two weeks, the big comebacks he's had. You're going to see pushes for these guys because these have been darlings of the media for a long time. But Patrick Mahomes, what he does, he's the best. But in reality, if they wind up a wild card, somebody else will win the MVP. Drew Brees will wind up winning the MVP because you can feel that the media wants to give it to him. They want him to look at Brees. It's he's at the end of his career, but having his best. Look how awesome this is, and he's such a good guy. And, you know, look at them rolling through everybody on their way to winning their division. Hey, we'll give it to Mahomes, but, you know, they're in as a wild card. Uh, I don't know. If they're a wild card, he does not win the MVP, and it goes to Drew Brees. Well, but it either goes to Brees or it goes to Rivers, right, because you want to wrap him up in a big hug. And when you look at Brees, he's got a title. You know what he means to New Orleans, all of those storylines have been told many, many times. For Phillip Rivers, now the the darling is like, look at him on his bus traveling to and from, all the kids. And you, you can see all the, the three- to four-minute videos as you get towards the playoffs. You already could see how that's going to play out and what the narrative is. Oh, it's endearing. It's a beautiful thing, especially when they've been a road team the entire season. Now, earlier I gave you the Hunter Henry update. Mm-hmm. Bolt up. Wow. With three uh, lightning bolts. Russell Okung, you carried us with the laughing, crying emoji. Oh, nice. Very good. There you go. Everybody get it in, getting in on the uh, joke today. John Jefferson will have a huge game for the Chargers oh, tonight. Stratomatic football, man. You want to talk about some of the legends playing with that team? I think Jan Stenerud kicks at least three field goals. And Duh. watch out for Christian Okoye.
and specifically Carlos Carson, especially in a PPR league. Big nights tonight for the Chiefs. Joining us now on the hotline. I'm also looking at the San Diego Chargers. Vegas insider and actor on Fox Sports 1's Lock It In. You can follow him on Twitter. At Todd Furman, it is the aforementioned Todd Furman. Todd, what's happening, bud? Not a whole heck of a lot tonight, gentlemen. How are things? Well, I mean, not a whole heck of a lot. We had one of the most exciting games of the year in the NFL. Uh, it's always good to see uh, some late heroics and pretty impressive comeback uh, for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Arrowhead had been a house of horrors for them. Kansas City had won nine straight, but they finally were able to shed that choking mantra and now control their own destiny to potentially win the division, something that would have been unthinkable about four or five weeks ago. So Mahomes tonight, another good game, but still here the Chiefs are, tied with the Chargers for the top of the division. When things reset tomorrow, MVP odds when it comes to Mahomes, Breeze, Rivers, where are they going to be? Well, you're going to see Phillip Rivers, who is about 25-1 to 1 at betonline.ag going into tonight's performance, going to come down considerably. I can see him reopening in that 6-1, to 7-1 to 1 range, maybe even further. Mahomes, who was the odds-on favorite, you'd have to put up $1.50 to make a dollar. I think that number's going to come back to the field a little bit. And Drew Brees, kind of sitting in the clubhouse, will have all eyes on him Monday night when they take on the Carolina Panthers, a chance to kind of assert his rightful place uh, in the pecking order for that award. And then, of course, he'll have a chance the following week against the Steelers in a game most of the country will watch. So I think it's a three-horse race when you look at that trio of quarterbacks right now. And Patrick Mahomes, next Sunday night in Seattle, if he puts together, and I won't call tonight a clunker, but if he doesn't put up some of those gaudy numbers, I really think he moves himself from a win or place position uh, into the show spot, third behind the two veterans. Got his numbers in the first quarter, Todd. Looked like it was going to be another one of those big-time nights as they were moving the ball pretty well early on. But the Chargers, back-to-back weeks with monster victories. Uh, What was the low point of their odds uh, to get to Atlanta, and where are they at now? Uh, Chargers right now, I mean, you were talking about a team that a lot of professional bettors were high on coming into the season Mm -hmm. because they were actually skeptical on what to expect from the Chiefs. So not a massive surprise the way they've done it, probably a little bit improbable. About 20-1 to to win the Super Bowl to start the season. They were favorites to win the AFC West before things kicked off. Uh, Right now you're looking at them anywhere from 12-1 to on the low end, which I think is borderline ridiculous when you consider the logjam at the top, to about 15-1. to Let's see how the Chargers handle prosperity. They'll have their hands full next week when the Ravens come to town, obviously with a little extra time to prepare uh, for a unique, quirky offense that we've seen led by Lamar Jackson. (laughs) It's not unique and quirky. Lamar Jackson's pretty good. Come on. I mean, a guy runs the ball 20 times a game. It is a run-first offense that I think, when you look at it, Baltimore has been able to execute it uh, with the utmost precision. You just have to wonder if the Ravens find themselves down by more than one score at any point. Can they continue to churn out eight- to nine-minute drives and pick up five yards in a cloud of dust? I'd like to see Lamar be able to hit one or two of those home runs, almost like you've grown accustomed to for option offenses in college football, because if you hit the deep shot, it's going to open up massive running lanes for you underneath. Wait, hey, earlier today, what kind of odds could I get that active for tonight's game would have been Hunter Henry and Derek Johnson? Uh, I would have probably given you massive odds, whatever you would have wanted. Uh, I would have given you 5,000, 10,000 and one thereabouts. Uh, but the fact that they'd be mentioned prominently on multiple networks across various television shows, uh, those odds would have been just as high. I tried to give out Hunter Henry as a potential sleeper uh, for your DraftKings lineup today, but I didn't see him listed anywhere on the salary cap. He would have been asleep. Well, no, yeah, he's still sleeping. Although he did get onto Twitter 
a little bit earlier. I think he would have gotten hey, better odds on hey, the apocalypse you know today. Hunter Henry would have offered a lot better value for your roster than Keenan Allen tonight. I'll say that much. Oh, look at that. Go after the hurt guy. <laughs> and uh, hey, I'm, I'm with the other hurt guy. <laughs> I'm impressed that Keenan's been able to go through the full season uh, without seeing himself sidelined. But uh, maybe we saw a coming out party for Mike Williams, a guy I know a lot of us uh, had pegged as a potential breakout candidate this season, showing flashes of why the Chargers used such a high draft pick on the talented wide receiver out of Clemson. Can get himself a nice run here in the final three games. Uh, Todd, uh, one of the things you know Jason loves to do uh, parlays and crazy stuff uh, I'll just go with one team. What are my odds that the Giants get everything to happen to get them into the playoffs? Well, I mean, if they're going to get the divine intervention that Odell Beckham mentioned, then anything is possible to get Big Blue into the playoffs. Now, why, if uh, the deity above would have believed that the Giants deserved to get into the playoffs, he would have started them on such a slide? That's not a different discussion for a different day. But when I look at the Giants' odds to win the Super Bowl, and I know you guys love a long shot more than just about anybody out there, you can pick them up at a cool 1,000-1. to 1. If you shop around, you can even find 1,500-1. to 1. I don't think the Giants are going to find themselves on the inside of the NFC playoff picture when the dust settles after Week 17. All right, lastly, as the meetings in Vegas come to a close, Major League Baseball, we still are waiting to see what's going to happen with Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Uh, right now on the board, who are the leading uh, teams you have shortest odds on for both Bryce Harper and Manny Machado? Well, interesting enough, uh, a lot of offshore books, since you can't bet that in uh, most legal jurisdictions, have taken the Bryce Harper odds off the board. So they're of the mindset that maybe somebody's got a little bit of intel that they haven't quite shared. Uh, but at last check, Manny Machado, the favorite, was my beloved New York Yankees, although I'd rather prefer they go in any other possible direction, <laughs> uh, given some of the on-field antics we've seen and the not-so-friendly comments that have come out of the various clubhouses he's been a part of. But in typical Yankee fashion, they get blinded by on-field productivity and don't worry about the chemistry in the locker room that it requires to actually win a World Series. Todd, when, when we look at the, the stretch run here, final couple of weeks uh, of the NFL season, how, do, do people look at the, the betting lines? Is, is there a different psychology that comes in in these games when you, when you start breaking down the numbers? You're going to want to try and take a look at teams that uh, have a little less to play for than others uh, as far as maybe potentially lightning workloads or resting guys that would be forced into action uh, should they be fighting for their playoff lives or even in a playoff-type scenario. Uh, teams that have played at such a high level, you know, inevitable letdowns. You have to wonder what the Cowboys have in the tank this week, knowing they'll have three cracks to win the division. Uh, and without Carson Wentz there in Philadelphia, I don't think there's much of a threat in the NFC East. Uh, next week, I would have normally said that if Kansas City hung on and beaten the Chargers today, that you might not have seen an all-in-effort in primetime against the Seahawks. Uh, but Seattle, another team right now that 99% probability of getting into the playoffs, maybe in a revenge scenario when they go down the coast to take on a division rival in the 49ers, you don't see an all-in type effort with a short week with that game against the Chiefs looming uh, a week from Sunday. All right, lastly, my odds if I want to bet me to be chief of staff in the White House. <laughs> I don't think there are enough zeros I can put on that particular uh, you know, proposition. Wait, who's got better odds, though, him or Jose Canseco? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, think, I think Jose. I mean, Donald Trump has made some curious decisions in the past. What better way than to try and have somebody else who has as ridiculous on Twitter as the president himself than getting Jose Canseco a power of uh, 
a major office in this fine country. Hashtag, yes, we can say go. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter, at Todd Furman. See him every day on Fox Sports 1's Lock It In, Vegas Insider Extraordinaire. Todd, as always, buddy, appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Always a pleasure, gents. Enjoy the weekend. See you, brother. Great stuff there from Todd Furman. We got Jason Locke and Fora, CBS Sports, NFL Insider, coming up with us in about 15 minutes to break down the Chiefs and the Chargers. But coming up next, the officiating is going to get a large, controversial look because of what happened at the end of this game. Why I am absolutely okay with everything that happened. Coming up next, Fox. Take off your uniform. Take off your cleats. Take off your jock strap. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. Still coming down from Chargers 29, Chiefs 28. Final Thursday night game of the year. Couldn't have asked for a better way to end it. Well, unless we had 54-51, but that's okay. The Chargers win on a final drive that results in a touchdown and a successful two-point conversion that we talked about this earlier in the hour. A great gutsy call by Anthony Lynn. Liked it before it went out. Liked it afterwards because it's about the circumstance of the game when to know to go for two at the end of a game to try to win. We saw Frank Reich do it earlier this year, and it was really the wrong time. Wrong. You, you go for two certain times, Mike Vrabel, too. You go for two, and or you, you try to make plays when... The circumstance tells you we may not get out of this with a victory if we don't go for two. Well, right? I think we in, I think in those a, a those cases at the time that they were made, you know, they obviously haven't aged well because those teams have been better yeah, than, sure. than anticipated. But I think you were trying to instill something on your, you know, in your offense, in your locker room that, you know, we're going to push and try to steal the win instead of walk out, you know, going to the tie and, and maybe the eventual loss, right? So young teams and, and trying to make that push, coaches getting a little uh, gutsy and perhaps going over over the line. Here you have all the the makings of a, all right, give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, assuming you don't win the coin toss and then do the, hey, and we're, we want the ball and we're going to score. And then you actually have to score, uh, unlike the famous Hasselbeck play. But – you have the you don't you don't want that offense on the field. So I, I can understand all of them in 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 their own way. And and for the Colts, nobody expected them to be nearly what oh, they've no, become, right? Not. No, no. Look, look. This is this is the case where you are sitting at the end of a game on the road against a team with a red hot offense. That if you give them the football in overtime, you're going to lose. And this is not. It's a hard-fought defensive struggle, and we just want to make the gutsy call to go for the win. No, this is you have to know the circumstance. And the circumstance was, hey, we give the ball to Mahomes in overtime, and who knows what's going to happen. We've been hot. We've just scored two touchdowns our last two possessions. Let's go for two here because we have the play that can work. And that's why I like the call because the circumstance tells you everything that should go into, hey, let's make the right call. But as far as the right call goes, We had three calls in the final minute of this game that's going to cause a lot of controversy for Walt Walt Anderson's crew. And, you know, look, Walt Anderson, we we hear his name a lot. Whenever you hear a referee's name, you know it's not that good. Yeah. Um, But three calls that were made in the final drive that many people are going to have questions with. We'll get to it with Jason Lock and Four in a few minutes. Chargers have the football inside the 20-yard line, and Phillip Rivers scrambles, 
and is the victim of a really bad helmet-to-helmet hit. It should have been called. Phillip Rivers stood up, started screaming for a penalty, and this is where Phillip Rivers has to take a lot of flack because clocks, the, the clock is ticking down. And you got to get out there and make sure you have enough time because now it's third and goal. So you got to, hey, Phillip, stop screaming for a call. You're not getting it. Get ready. By the time the Chargers are ready to make a play, they got to burn their final time out with 13 seconds yeah, left. Yeah, no, he knew exactly what he was doing. He wasn't going to give Patrick Mahomes the ball back. <laughs> Super <laughs> genius. He was playing chess while we were all playing. No, no he, see, he, he lost he his mind. He almost really blew that. Yeah. So – you wonder what what's going to happen here. They don't get the call. It's a complete helmet to helmet hit. You you can't you can't miss it. You can't say oh it was no it was helmet to helmet hit and it was gone and it went unflagged. So the next play, you get a pass interference call, back of the end zone. Mike Williams goes up for it with his right hand and pass interference is called. And I don't mind that it was called on Kendall Fuller. He did the whole Bruce Bowen move, like, you know, when, when a guy would go up for a layup in the NBA, Bruce Bowen would always tag on the off arm because referees weren't looking at it, hoping that, and he hopes that would take him off, off balance. And that's really what Kendall Fuller did. He reached down so he couldn't go up and catch it with both hands. A little bit of a ticky-tack, but they called it. And you know what? Honestly, I'm okay with it because sometimes I'm an ends-justify-the-means kind of guy. It should have been first and goal for the Chargers at the five because of the helmet-to-helmet hit. They've been trying to protect the quarterbacks all season long, and they don't see that, and they don't call that. I mean, clearly, right. Rivers is going down, and you, you saw the linebacker lead with his head, Dorian O'Daniel, and he hits him in the helmet. I mean, it was his the crown of his helmet in the side of Phillip Rivers' head, and that wasn't called. So it should have been first and goal. So I'm okay with the trade-off of, all right, here's a ticky-tack pass interference call to give the Chargers first and goal because that's where it should have been anyway. Yeah, I thought the pass interference call was fine. You know, we, we can talk about is it catchable? Could he get the feet down? We don't know because he couldn't get the other hand up to try to go after the ball, right? It's being held down at his side. So if he can get that hand up, does he have enough stick him? I mean, does he have enough grip on the gloves to potentially haul it in and still tap the, the feet down that way instead of going to the backhand? Because he's also being pushed, right? You, say, you have a hand on. Uh, with the Phillip Rivers call, he's on his way down. His knee hits before the impact. Now, as a defender, you can't guarantee, you know, where the ball carrier, and we have this argument all the time, right, where, where the ball carrier's level is going to be. and but you're always protecting the quarterback. That's the mantra of the NFL going on how many years now Mm -hmm. of keep the quarterbacks upright, especially the ones where we know their names already and they're established stars. And this one, they didn't protect him. And then he lost his mind. I mean, that was just, and and that, that would have been dissected in a whole other way because they lose that game. It adds to the, well, Phillip rivers in a big spot, dot, dot, dot. Right. Instead, he throws the pass, then they call the great two-point conversion, uh, and everything flows from there. But the the quarterback always protected. Here, the guy led with his head. Like, whether he was going to hit him in the sternum or get him in the in the hip, whatever, if he was still standing. But Phillip Rivers is not exactly the most mobile guy. He was on his way to the ground at a minimum. So to think, you know, defender, you got to use your head as much as you want to go in for the shot. And the the potential pass interference call in the game tying touchdown or the, the the touchdown that put him down twenty eight twenty seven. Yeah, did Mike Williams push off a little bit? Yeah, but I got to be honest, 
you don't get offensive pass interference calls all that much. Maybe you get one a game, maybe, but they're just not called. So, yeah, did he push off a little bit? Absolutely. But is that a call you're going to get in that situation? It's really hard to think that's a call we're going to get. I get. Right away he called. They called for the push off. I, I get it. I saw it. But to think that that's going to be a call in that point, you're asking for a little bit too much. Not that's, not a, wasn't, that's not egregious. But you're just not going to get. Yeah, it. but it's not egregious enough to where it's a throwdown. I'm now open situation. Like that's one they're they're putting the the whistle away and keeping the flag in the pocket on that. And we've seen that time and time and again. You know, you're at a disadvantage as a cornerback or safety in this league or a linebacker when you drift into coverage. You know that flags are going to come out against you far more frequently. Offensive pass interference is not something you see called with great regularity and sure as hell not in a game of this magnitude in the final minute. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. Sometimes the ends justify the means and that's okay. Live from the Geico Studios in one minute, Jason Lock and Forrest stops by to break down the thriller between the Chiefs and the Chargers. But first, It's Deb Carson with What's Trending, D.C. Well, it's all about the game we saw at Arrowhead tonight. Chargers rallied from 14 down on a couple of occasions. They beat the Chiefs 29-28, going for that gutsy two-point conversion rather than the kick to tie it. Why, Coach Anthony Lynn? Like I said, we we, we didn't come here to tie. We came here to win, so uh, I was going to do that. Regardless. So Coach Lynn's Chargers clinch a playoff spot with the win. Chargers and Chiefs both at 11-3 and now to start the season. Meanwhile, a couple of finals from the NBA. Spurs beat the Clippers 125-87, a 27 points for LaMarcus Aldridge, a monster triple-double for James Harden, 50 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists as the Rockets took down the Lakers 126-111. Magic with a 97-91 win over the Bulls and still underway. It's a 99-89 lead for the Suns over the Mavericks. About two minutes to go, fourth quarter there in Phoenix. Back to you guys. Thank you, Deb. You bet. Live from the Geico Studios, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Now, when you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Joining us now on the hotline to break down Chargers 29, Chiefs 28, CBS Sports NFL insider Jason Locke and Fora. And Jay, I got to tell you, I love the gutsy call by Anthony Lynn for the two-point conversion. You're on the road. High-octane offense. Great call, but... Man, was that some kind of blown defense by the Chiefs. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was a lot of things that could have gone either way there down the stretch. I mean, they missed the the obvious call on Rivers getting hit in the head after he's already down. And then, you know, you had a situation where they call a ticky-tack P.I. at the end, you know, in in the back of the end zone to, to put the Chargers in position to score the touchdown. On the touchdown, there could have been offensive pass interference. Um, and then uh, just plain blown coverage on the two-point conversion for the win for for uh, for the Chargers. What what a, I mean those those are two of the five best teams in football, you know. Um, and and uh, one of them's going to have to be a wild card and and go on the road somewhere in in three weeks, which seems a little bit uh, unfair. But I, I tell you what, the Chiefs came 
really close to losing back-to-back games at Arrowhead and being in bad shape right now. I mean, that, the way they beat the Ravens, I mean, the fourth and nine, the fourth and three, it, boy, they almost lost to Lamar Jackson. So the, I think the margins for them, guys, are really slim now. Well, as we um, talked about, though, Jason, I mean, the, the Chargers being used to uh, being on the road. Man. <laughs> yeah, the home games. Yeah, the home games are road games. Everything's a road game. They've traveled really well this year, um, and I think the Chiefs now without Kareem Hunt. Um, and and I'm not a big Sammy Watkins guy, but his presence in an offense already that robust really does kind of put it over the top. Tariq Hill's been on the uh, you know the, the the injury report a lot lately. He's not a hundred percent. You know, Spencer Ware becomes the number one running back when Hunt's gone. He immediately got the crap knocked out of him in the Ravens game. He hasn't been great. Um, you know, I mean, I just think great, but he, you know, he hasn't been anything close to 100%. They've had some injuries on the offensive line. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting race there um, to see how that plays out. I don't discount the Chargers' chances. Well, and also, Derek Johnson had a rough night tonight stopping Hunter Henry. <laughs> that, was, that was really difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I. You know what? I have a feeling Hunter Henry that he might not show up in the box score at all. There's a decent chance. Hey, he got a game ball. What no, are you no, talking? No, about? No, no, no. What do they say? You don't need to show up in the box score to have a huge effect on the game. No, you, you know the the one thing I see with with the Chiefs is that, and it's pretty clear what the strategy is, and certain teams can do it better. Is that now it's okay? Now we got to make Patrick Mahomes make quick decisions, and we'll live with it. If it right or wrong, we'll live yeah. with that. But the the longer, the more time he has. He's just going to find a guy. So if we if we sell out, we blitz. If we make him throw it early and he throw it, guys are open. Then guys are open. But that's clearly the best way to go. Well, and if you can keep him in the pocket, I mean, the fourth and nine play across his body for fifty yards to uh, Tyreek Hill in the Ravens game. I mean, he was almost out out of bounds. I mean, some of the the, the, the opening touchdown tonight, he drifts all the way to the end line, holds, 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 and then makes that beautiful throw. Uh, I, I think you're, you're. I don't. I mean, you have to find a way to contain them. You know, whether you use the outside guys more just to keep them inside than you do. You know, I, 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 boy. I mean, not that there's anything he doesn't do well, but on the run, especially, it's you. You, you just can't defend it because he can run it himself. He could throw it near side. He could throw it far side. He could throw it eight yards. He could throw it sixty-eight yards. Um, and and he's special and and he's the MVP, but you know the games that they've struggled with, uh, the you know even some of the ones that they've won, you know the Denver games have been tough, the Baltimore game was tough, this Chargers game with their pass rush, tough. So you know some of these matchups in the postseason will be interesting. You know could a Houston be a tough out for Kansas City, um, especially again if Kansas City if if the road doesn't go through Arrowhead. Um, this is going to be a really interesting couple of weeks in the AFC West. Well, interesting. The Chargers back-to-back weeks coming coming through big time in the fourth quarter. This one, no Keenan Allen being the story. Have you heard Antonio Gates' name that many times Man, this year? I, uh, no, not at all. <laughs> to do it this late in the year, I mean, that's the whole game I'm thinking. It's almost Christmas. Like, I thought this guy might be like Adrian <laughs> Peterson at this point. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of like taking up space or whatever, but – no, it's it's amazing. I mean, no Keenan Allen, no Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, for the for the whole game, no Austin Eckler, and they still put up 28 points. Um, now Kansas City's defense isn't great, but we know they do have a pass rush. And you knew the Chargers when they got behind were going to have to throw it and be less balanced than they normally would, especially with a healthy Melvin Gordon. And they still get this win at Arrowhead. Um, 
look, I thought the Chargers would win the division. I thought they had one of the best rosters in football. You just wondered if the injury bug would get them. Um, you just wondered if they'd find a way to be their own worst enemy, as they often have been with special teams or boneheaded plays or a drop at the end of a game. or um, you know. But they, they're, they're a legit football team, and I, I wouldn't want to play them right now, you know, whether it's at StubHub Center or, or, or anywhere else. When we get outside of this game, obviously Patrick Mahomes has been the best quarterback in the NFL. He's the MVP for a reason. But if the Chiefs don't win the division, sometimes it's kind of hard to make a quarterback the MVP. Is Phillip Rivers going to get a lot of attention after this game? I I mean, I I think the the conversation about Phillip will intensify. But uh, the things that Patrick Mahomes does – I mean, Aaron Rodgers three, four years ago was doing some of that stuff, but I don't see anybody else doing it right now. You know, Russell Wilson can do it, but they've become more of a run-oriented team. You know, they're going to end up with three guys in Seattle probably, you know, three running backs over 700 yards when it's all said and done, especially with what Mahomes is doing now. Because, again, the Baltimore game, there's no Kareem Hunt. There's no Sammy Watkins. Tyreek Hill spent half the game getting medical attention. You know, uh, Ware spent half the game getting medical attention. He willed that team. Like, you know, he, he made it all happen. And I think he's doing that again. You know, he did it again tonight. It wasn't enough. The defense couldn't hold in the end. But, no, I, I don't think anybody's overtaken Patrick Mahomes at this point. He's going to have 50 touchdowns. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, CBS Sports NFL insider, Jason Lockenfour with us here on the show. You know, we talked about the Chargers a lot and how well they've played and how they could wind up winning this division. They still going to have enough? If you could get a crystal ball out, you say at the end of this season, who are we talking about as AFC West champions? I mean, the Chiefs could lose their next game, I think. Um, I like the Chargers' chances at home, you know, with all with this extra rest, getting Baltimore coming to them. Baltimore will try to play ball control and squat on the ball, but I, I still think the Chargers will have too much in the end. And you know, if they go if, if they go into Week 17 with a lead, they they might not give it up. Um, I would not I would not discount the Chargers' chances. I I I think in some ways they're especially when Melvin Gordon comes back. I think they're a little more balanced than the Chiefs in some ways. Jason Lockenfora, you can follow him on Twitter, at Jason Lockenfora. Thanks so much, Jay. Appreciate your time with us, as we do every week with Jason Lockenfora. Certainly the Chargers are a team that nobody wants to face, but really they're different in which you don't want to face them no matter where the game is. If the Bears had to play the Rams at home, they're okay with playing the Rams at home. You saw what they did to them at home. If the Bears had to play the Saints and they had the game at home, hey, you got to take your offense on the road and see what we can do. But the Chargers take their great offense, and you can see how well it travels. They just go anywhere. They're in the cold, in the wind, in a hostile environment. They did it at night in Kansas City. did it at night in Pittsburgh. There's a bunch of teams that nobody really wants to play. You don't want to play the Saints in in New Orleans. You don't want to play the Rams in Los Angeles. I get that, but you don't want to play the Chargers anywhere. Because they travel, and no matter whether guys are healthy or not, most of the year without Joey Bosa, 11-3. and three. Tonight without Keenan Allen, they win. Without Melvin Gordon, they win. They find ways to win no matter who is healthy and who isn't. Most dangerous team in the NFL. Running back depth, and this is a, a great discussion point that jumps off it. Maybe we'll get into it tomorrow night. How do you think Le'Veon Bell 
feels when he sees third and fourth string running backs for these two teams. Hey, numbers. hey, 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 what about me? Here's Damian hey, Williams, hey, Justin Jackson, and Newsom, <laughs> and all these guys putting up five yards a carry and putting putting the ball into the end zone. So certainly discussion point from there. But the Chargers playing road games all year, as we've talked about, just the, the big surge of opposing fans here at StubHub Center and Phillip Rivers with so many weapons downfield. Yeah, he threw a few ducks, and he readily admitted it. But what you saw here was his game got tighter. His game got better, a better ball. A couple of missed opportunities. Should have had a touchdown pass to Jackson. So all of those pass interference things and whatever should have been moot. But you said he moot. got Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he didn't give the ball away. Later on, you saw Patrick Mahomes. Big first half, big first quarter. But those numbers were muted as the game wore on. And you saw more wins by that Charger defensive front. And that's what spells it going forward as well. That team rounding and that side of the ball rounding into shape as well with some deep threats on the offensive side. Now you mentioned Justin Jackson. You can go to foxsportsradio.com. We interviewed him earlier in the show tonight. Fun interview following the Chargers come from behind victory. Talked about the call to go for two. The helmet-to-helmet hit on Phillip Rivers. Really entertaining (laughs) dude, and I would be remiss if I didn't say for my best friend. Proud Northwestern Wildcat alum. Coming up next... We've broken down this game from every angle. What's the next 24 hours going to mean following Chargers 29, Chiefs 28? We'll tell you what it means for them and Hunter Henry and Derek Johnson as well. Next on Fox. I'm going to eat that ass up. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Tonight's show brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. We broke down Chargers 29, Chiefs 28. We'll tell you about the future. And by that, I mean the next 24 hours following this game tonight. But first, well, let's do a little bit of this. Charger fans, getting it on. A lot of excitement. And then you have consolation sex in Kansas City. Yes, consolation Huge boner. Uh, And there is a large portion of Charger fans tonight who are raising a glass to Hunter Henry after what Stephen A. Smith said earlier today on ESPN in his attempt to break down what he expected to see between the Chargers and the Chiefs in tonight's game. I'm going to have some faith in, in Spencer Way and thinking that, you know, he can do some things. I'm keeping my eyes on this matchup right here. Spencer you got Ware's your linebacker. Out. I'm sorry? Spencer Ware is out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I forgot. I'm sorry, out Max. I'm foot. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He is out. But I'm thinking Tyreek Hill. I'm yeah. thinking Patrick Mahomes. I'm also looking at the San Diego Chargers on offense, and I'm thinking about Hunter Henry <laughs> and the way that he's played this year and as effective as he's been. He's going up against Derek Johnson, and I got to keep my eyes on that. You stay you classy, gotta, San Diego. You do have to keep your eyes on you that. You do. You do. He reads everything that's in the prompter. Obviously, by now, we know that this was a huge, bad day for ESPN. Stephen A. Smith decided to not care if he went on and said the right thing about a game he was asked to break down on a TV show. Hunter Henry's been out with a torn ACL for months, hasn't played this season. Derek Johnson's not even in the league anymore. And the fact that he was so brazen enough to say, you know what, I'm going to go on and say it anyway, even though I don't know what kind of season any of these guys are having. I mean, look, 
I say I don't. We don't normally talk about other we don't. sports personalities, but when you're the news, you're the news. And I'm sorry, but Stephen A. Smith is the news, and that was so incredibly embarrassing. Many things from ESPN from this. Number one, great day for us because you realize, boy, hey, Fox, Fox knows what they're talking about. Come on in. But one, you know, there's so many people behind the scenes and other talent at ESPN that go, this is our star. This is our star, and he can't be bothered to even know the game he's asked to talk about. It's not like they sprung something on him he didn't know. Right. No, this, this, this wasn't, down. Nope. This wasn't the stuff. random you know, eighth game in the <laughs> 1 o'clock slot on Sunday. I'm going to say stuff that I don't even know about. Guys like Chris Berman can't be on TV anymore, but Stephen A. Smith's allowed to say that. He's got to be banging his head against the wall as well, going, I, I, TJ, I can't believe. But this shows you, and, and there's so many times people want to say, the fall of ESPN, and that's been a very popular thing. Look, ESPN is is a is a monster. They're the evil empire. They're always ESPN's always going to be around. They're always going to be fine. Are Fox Sports One catching up? You bet we are. And Absolutely. Fox, we catching up. You bet we are. Our radio lineup. You bet we're kicking ass. But this is one of those days. From being someone who worked there for a long time, I was there twice. I was behind the scenes in production. I was there as a radio talent. This is just, and not, that wasn't that long ago that I was there as a radio town. You're talking about 2011. There's no way, just a few years ago, when I, that, that second time I was there, there's no way ESPN would ever let a talent on the air that unprepared for a segment ever. There's no way. They would never do that. Everybody had much more pride in what they did and stuff was buttoned downward. But this is the new world we live in in sports now. Where this can happen. Where were the producers saying, okay, when you talk about this, are you going to make sure, what do you want to say? Where's everything else? All the catch-alls that I know have been hallmarks of ESPN. They have thousands of employees. That's one of their biggest shows. and And their biggest star goes on the air and proves that he doesn't follow football. That he doesn't follow it. You let Michelle Beadle go on the air and say, I'm just here for the NBA. I don't care about the NFL. I mean, this is ESPN now. Right, So suddenly you go, whoa, that's one thing where I go, man, that is not the company I worked for. That is not across the street. That's not the company that I that Doug Gottlieb was at. None of us were there for that. This, is, this shows you, the, you talk about how things have eroded. This is who they are now. Is this and part of an exit really strategy? Because that seemed to be, you know, from Michelle Beadle, uh, maybe Stephen A. is like, I want out. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. Yeah, well, let's talk about Derek Johnson and Hunter Henry. Or you have the rogue producer. You heard the Ron Burgundy clip. I mean, we've had a couple of our, our listeners, and we appreciate you all checking us out and hanging out with us tonight. Big night in the National Football League and a fun night, Jason Smith and I here in the Geico Studios, uh, that maybe a rogue producer put it in the teleprompter, said, come on, let's go. Who can I talk about? Oh, I hate him. Uh, you know what? Talk about Hunter Henry. All right, what about us? Uh, Charlie, jo- no, you probably know Charlie Joyner. Uh, Derek Johnson. All right, I got it. I'll also mention John Jefferson, Lance Allworth, and what about a big night from Steve Bono, Lawrence Tynes, what about a Ralph the game Benershka. field goal? Ralph Benershka is someone who I expect to have another big night. Start him, and when you're looking for a two-quarterback league, start Joe Montana. Ooh, nicely you done. Like that, yeah, huh? that's a deep bowl. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen, my buddy Ben Maller is coming up next. Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.